Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News Shooting up your Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com, where we talk movies and TV shows and games and comics and friendship and just all-around good times. My name is Mr. Sunday Movies, or James, two names, with me as always, my co-host. Oh, Nick Mason, that's yeah, me. Yeah, that's me. There you go. You threw to me again, and I was not prepared for I'm it. I'm sorry. No, I that's should, okay. I should have warned you. I'm but- not. I don't like saying my own name. It's <laughs> egotistical. It is a bit. Yeah. It's a bit I, I won't stand for it. Care for a pseudonym? The Nick Mason. Yes. The only one. <laughs> the only one. It's only a matter of time. We were just talking before the show. This is our 90th, 90th episode. Yeah. And you said that people ask you, what are you going to do for our 100th episode? And your answer is... Well, nothing. Just a re- regular Regular episode because <laughs> we'll remember after we've recorded it that it's the 100th episode. We'll, re- we'll remember it like and 104. We'll, yeah, and we'll, we'll contemplate adding something in at the end. Like, yeah. like we'll, we'll be le- I'll be leaving your house and I'll be like, oh, it's 100. Should we add it? Nah. I'd be like, nah, because I put my chair back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't. Straight into the news? Yes. Open with death? How about that? Yeah. James Horner died. Um, what's his The uh, orchestra man. Musician <laughs> Oh, Mr. Person. Orchestra Man. He does yeah. all sorts of great theme songs. He did the Titanic theme. He did the music for Aliens. And then not later... The, not the Alien theme. <laughs> you know when they enter a room every time you hear you know and they doff their hats absolutely yeah. I've seen it they all come in in like a like a kind of a little chorus line, little chorus line. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely mm. yeah no no James Horner uh, famous composer you know he's one of the greats only mm. 61 died in a plane crash wow it sucks yeah. yeah he was planning to do the music for the next three Avatar movies as well mm. Um, John Williamson lives on, thank God. Uh-huh. Danny he Elf- survived that yeah, plane crash. He did. Danny Elfman also survived the plane crash. Unfair, too uh, cruel yeah. that they take James Horner and not none. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah, no, that's that's a real shame. 61 is not a great age to go out. No. So, no, he'll, he'll, he'll be missed. And also, you'd mentioned before the show, Patrick McNee died. Yeah, John Steed in The Avengers. Yeah. Not a, not not The Avengers. Not the good Avengers. No, the old British Avengers. <laughs> yeah. But not the... Not the bad Avengers movie. No. Although maybe I think he was he's in, in that. it. He's in that. I think I, I think. heard he was in it, yeah. Yeah. He's in the, one of those teddy bear suits. Yeah. 
But the TV series, The Avenger, the dapper yeah. Agent John Steed was yeah. in that. And he's, he was the Rafe Fiennes, wasn't he? Was he was the Rafe Fiennes of his day. Yes. And in that role. Yes, correct. Yeah, 93. So that's a better age to go out. That's, that's a great That's what we age call a go good out. innings. That's an absolutely great innings. Mm. What do you think our lifespan will be, considering our generation and how badly we eat? And you had one energy drink before the show. You'll probably have one as you leave. <laughs> sure. I might crack one <laughs> in the middle of this. Do you mean a collective age? Yeah, let's say an average. Okay, let's. I'm going to say... I mean, nuclear apocalypse aside, let's yeah. say it doesn't go like the road. Let's say it goes more iRobot. Oh, sure, yeah. If we're not, and we're not killed by iRobots. Can it go more bicentennial, man? Oh, I don't want that. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. Wacky yeah, robots, sure. All right. Uh, I'm going to say combined age, 180. But where's it going to go? What do you mean, where's it going to go? I dibs 140 years of that. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, too late. I've only got one year. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not 39. <laughs> but what was I going to say? I can't remember. What do you think about putting your brain inside a computer and living forever? I thought you No, we've had this discussion. <laughs> I know, but... On the show or in real life, we had this discussion. Both. I, I, I pull this on a lot of people. I don't, it's, not a, it's not a thing. Not yet. No, but it's just... It's not... You're not literally putting your mind in a computer. No, it's a You're copy. making a co- it's a copy. It's, it's no, a chat. I don't care. Yeah, it's a ch- so you don't want it, or you don't care for it. Ah, uh, no, I don't care for it. Because if if you're one who doesn't believe in the afterlife and whatever, whatever, and you're just a collection of thoughts and whatever, just bouncing around in your dumb head. Yeah, sure. No offense. No, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Then that could. That's the kindest anyone's ever been about me. <laughs> Technically, that could be copied. So if you copy that. Does that mean that you can go on? And, do you want that? That's what, what are I'm they going to do with me, though? No, put, you in a little, me. put you in a little matrix. I wouldn't want computer me to suffer through you that. You could probably do backflips. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> An eternity of backflips. I hereby grant <laughs> future Facebook my likeness rights and my computer brain. Because Facebook will have it, I think. It will. Yeah. I, the Nick Mason. <laughs> Not the one from Pink Floyd. The more famous, better one. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, should we do the rest of the show? <laughs> nah, let's just end with death. <laughs> okay, hilarious, so, hilarious death. Uh, Pink- I'm sure James Horner and Patrick McNee yeah, are delighted that we've turned some enter- gained some entertainment from their deaths. Yeah. I, don't I think- mean, they'd rather be alive. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, if they had to choose between us talking some crap sure. and living, yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, Peter, the official Peter Parker of the podcast, oh, yes. wants to know what we think of the new Spider-Man. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. We're Is good. he the youngest Spider-Man we've had? I believe so. Even younger than Nicholas Hammond? Who? From the 70s TV series. <laughs> Look, I haven't seen that, but he was probably like, what, 44? He's probably 44, if I had to guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So he's 19, which means he's the first live-action Spider-Man who's not like over 25. Or right, okay. No. okay. I think maybe Tobey Maguire was under 25 when he first uh-huh. got it. He didn't look it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, looks like a good choice. I agree. I've not seen him in anything. Is he a theatre kid initially? He's, he's, he was Billy Elliot in a Billy Elliot show. Oh, yes. He can also do a backflip and a side flip. I saw some videos of him doing that. Not in a computer simulation, but in real life. Well, look, they didn't clarify that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I feel like the technology's not there yet. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. So, if he's Billy Elliot, he's probably got some flexibility and some dance moves. Oh, sure, yeah. Which is handy for if you're And his father doesn't approve of him? Certainly not. Did he... I think his father did approve of Billy Elliot. I haven't seen Billy Elliot. It's a good one. You should watch it. He was also in, not, I was going to say The Happening. That's not true. The Impossible with Naomi Watson, Ewan McGregor. Oh. And he was really good in that. Hmm. Uh, he's another British kid. He's got another British Spider-Man. Okay, good. What do you think of him looks-wise? He looks like a normal human child. Exactly. Yeah. And that's 
what's good about it. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. He could be anybody. Well, any white kid. I guess. Sure, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do know exactly what yeah. you mean. No, I'm, I'm happy with it. I mean, you know, these things can go any number of ways. Well, three, good, bad, and... Uh, sure, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. They also announced the director of the first Spider-Man movie, John Watts. Inventor of the steam engine? He did invent the steam engine. Well done. Thank he, you. His brain is in a computer. That's how he, <laughs> so, yeah, he does it. Sure. He's, he's on one of those iPads on a stick. That <laughs> <laughs> iPad on a stick on a Segway. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Uh, no, he, he's, he directed the... It's like a... And sound. <laughs> and action. <laughs> cop. He did Cop Car, which is a movie that's been... It's not out yet officially, mm-hmm. but it's been getting a lot of critical praise. It's about two young kids who steal a cop car. Oh, yeah. And it's Kevin Bacon's cop car, but he's a shady cop car driver. He's a cop. Okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> and then all sorts of shenanigans ensue. It sounds pretty good. I wish it were a, a movie about two kids who steal Kevin Bacon's cop car, and it's just <laughs> Kevin Bacon. And he's purchased a cop car at auction. He saw and- the movie Let's Be Cops, yep. and he thought, yes. That Kevin yep. Bacon can do this. <laughs> Kevin Bacon loves action. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, okay. So all of that sounds... And he's one of the kids. No, he's not. That's oh, the, the director. director. Oh, sorry, yeah. I, lost, I completely lost track. my train of thought. Edit that out. No. Keep it in. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if by the sounds of it, you know, that's a good movie. Mm. This kid's a good actor. He's going to first appear in Civil War in a minor role, mm. uh, which is good, I think. I don't think you want to overshadow everything else that's going on there with... New Plus, Spider-Man. if it turns out he's a terrible actor, yeah, boot him. Exactly. I'm not saying he's a terrible actor, but he might be a terrible actor, you know, against a green screen. <laughs> and then you got to test him out. You do. Mm. I feel like he'd... Oh, he's done stage. I feel like there's a lot of imagination in stage because mm. you have to imagine that there's not like 800 people They call people it stage imagination. Is that true? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. Use that in a conversation with somebody tomorrow. Have you ever done any theatre? No. Me neither. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah. You're a fan of Lucy, aren't you? The movie Lucy? No. Luke Besson is developing Lucy 2 and Columbiana 2. Two great movies. I haven't seen either of them. Mm. Columbiana was the one with Zoe Saldana. Okay, sure. Grimes, yeah. And it looked good and then apparently it's not good. And Lucy was the one that looked good and was mostly about your brain being amazing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert for Lucy, which I haven't seen. Doesn't she become invincible in the end and like in telekinesis? And- she becomes invincible... Pretty much oh, at sorry, the start, straight away, yeah. almost immediately becomes invincible. Where do you go with that? Uh, look, where they went with it is she eventually turned into like a weird black tentacle plant that gave somebody a USB with all the secrets to humanity and in, in, in enlightenment, and then she disappeared. I have some follow-up questions. All right, I won't <laughs> be able to answer them, but go ahead. Is is that that's true? Yeah, that's how it ends. Was she nanotechnology? No, she ate a bunch of drugs that gave her superpowers. No, I remember that. So there was nothing else that happened in between. It was just the drugs took her to that final form, that being some kind of... Yeah, and some people tried to stop her in between, but none of them could do anything because she had superpowers. Okay. When It's weird because like she ingests all the drugs and they give her superpowers. And they kick her no- in the stomach, don't they? And yeah, the bag yeah, yeah. Or something. but at no point does anybody else go, maybe if I took all the drugs... Kick me in the stomach. Yeah, exactly. Nobody does, though. Do they, so, so there's no effective antagonist for her. Do they know why she can do all these things? Uh, because humanity only uses 10% of their brains. <laughs> sure. But if you can unlock the remaining 90%... You'll boom. turn into a squid. Or yeah, you turn into a squid, yeah. And Morgan Freeman's in it just 
just banging on about that. Like yeah. he's a he's some sort of respected lecturer and he's talking about that. And at no point does anybody go, it's been dis- disproved <laughs> literally thousands of times. You're wrong. You're a crackpot. Everybody's like, hmm. Probably. Good point. <laughs> okay, well, that. so where do you go with that then in the sequel? I don't know. She already turned into energy or whatever. Mm. Maybe it's just about Lucy Lawless. Okay. And she's fascinated by the movie. <laughs> and the movie is her trying to get a sequel greenlit. And she's just get, getting taking all sorts of different drugs and getting kicked in the stomach. And yeah, see, I guess so, yeah. Seeing what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess, it, you know what, it's probably one of those sequels that is with somebody else. That's what I'm saying, though, because it has uh, to be another Lucy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. yeah. And you think that it has to be an actor who has the same name. As, yes, yeah. Okay, otherwise good. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're right. Good point. We've talked about this for too long, haven't we? Yeah. Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, uh, they're doing the new Star Trek, Star Trek 3, which is possibly titled Star Trek Beyond, where they're going to actually do some exploring for Star once. Trek Beyond, brackets, definitely not the search for Spock. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. <laughs> and then, We're not going to remake another one. <laughs> no. Wink. We learned our lesson. Wink. Wink. That'd be good for a motion poster, don't you think? Some winks. Have the, the oh, wink. Solid winks. And they could wink at different times. Exactly. It could be Spock wink, Kirk wink, Spock wink, Kirk wink. I think they should make it so just as you go to turn away, it winks. And then yeah. you're like, did that poster wink? Is this really search for Spock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just stare at the poster for hours. It's yeah. like in a bus shelter or whatever and you're just staring <laughs> forever. Uh, but they're also going to do Star Trek Four after that as well. Mm. Presumably. Definitely not one where they go to the 80s. Yeah. Or meet God. That was five. Yeah. Well, are they doing them in order, are they? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see, like, New Worlds and stuff. Idris Elba Bold is... New Worlds? Yeah. Okay. As you've talked about, the best part of Into Darkness is when they go to that planet at the start, the yeah. weird red planet, mm. and then they... They have a little adventure. And they go in a volcano, and then they have a bit of a jog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Star Trek Four. So they're, they're pushing on with this. It's happening. Great. Idris Elba is the villain in Ooh. part three. So that's pretty good. People are saying he's probably going to be a Klingon. Okay. What else could he be? Who else is there? Literally anything. Borg. He could, he could be... No, he couldn't be the Borg. Too early? Yeah. But there's a time shift. There was a time shift. You're right. Yeah. He could be the Borg then. Okay. He could be a Cardassian. The, it's a race. Yes. A, not, what not, are they Not doing? Kim Kardashian. <laughs> okay, it, it's a weird coincidence, I know. <laughs> he could be a treble. Tribble. Tribble, yeah. Tribble. Mm. Great. Jared Leto's apparently... He's got... <laughs> I'm going to name other races that he could be throughout the show. I hope so. Mm. Which is the hippie planet where they're all hippies? That, is there one? There is one. It's in the 60s. It's like a peace and love planet. Ooh. Which is the race from Insurrection where they get their faces stretched? They're the Remans, maybe. Okay. Because there's the Romulans. Which, the... Are the Romulans the one with the Tom Hardy clone? Oh, it's so confusing. <laughs> what? what? You know the Tom one, Hardy clone? Yeah, in the last Patrick Stewart one, yeah. there was a Tom Hardy clone that was part whatever alien force that was. It was Nemesis and yeah. part... Was yeah. Tom Hardy in that? Yeah, Tom Hardy was young Picard. Huh. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Great. Chinzon, his name was. Oh. I don't remember what type he was. What? He was that was a- also his battle cry. <laughs> chins on, man. Chins on with an S. Put your chins on. <laughs> that was his battle cry, though, yes. Yeah. Anyway, Jared Leto, apparently, you know how he's being the Joker at the moment? Yes. Apparently, he hasn't broken character yet in front of anybody. Huh. That's classic Leto. <laughs> Isn't it? What are your thoughts on that? Can you, if it was me, I'd be like, can we just have a conversation? I feel he's under a lot of pressure. Definitely. Like, I know... It, I feel that this is definitely a different direction for the Joker. Yeah. And so he should bloody 
take a load off. Yeah. He's just doing a job here. Yeah. But I, it sound, it, based on what you've just said then, it sounds to me like he's taken on board the fact that everybody loved Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. Yeah. It's the, he's seen it as the definitive one, not as a version of the Joker. Yeah. And he's like, boy, I better live up to this. I, yeah. better, I better do an acting thing that no one's ever done before, which is stay in character as the Joker for months at a time or whatever. He'd be irritating to live with. Yeah. I mean, generally, even before this. Oh, sure, yeah. Seems like he would be. No, he's all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, okay. I think he can just do a different interpretation of the Joker. Yeah, and that's fine. I think people will be fine with this if it's a different... Well, Heath Ledger locked himself away for a bit and, uh-huh. like, made, like, mad notes and whatever. Oh, yeah. So I think he must have heard that and been like, <laughs> what's Ledger doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just banging on his trailer door and, like, an assistant's like, he's making mad notes. <laughs> so I think he's heard that and he's like, well, I'm going to, you know. I've seen the mad notes, boss. <laughs> he's gone crazy. <laughs> anyway, apparently also. The boss is Christopher Nolan in this I, case. I figured he would yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> He also sent um, Margot Robbie, who's playing um, Harley Quinn, a, bo- a box containing a live rat and a love letter. Oh yeah, I don't don't do that. No, see that's. <laughs> and he also sent. Uh, that seems like calculated weirdness. Yeah, yeah, like I don't the know ta- about like the tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. What do you think would not be calculated weirdness? Dead rat that he's killed. <laughs> uh, he also says he's bitten the head off. <laughs> he's thrown it in the box. <laughs> He said Will Smith... Who's, now, that's a mad note. That's a bloody mad note, mate. Yeah. Uh, he, Will Smith is playing Deadshot, uh, a letter with some bullets. I'd love to know what's in that letter. What's that, le- that letter is? Yeah. Yeah. I love also, you and robot. Also, where do you get the... See, here's the thing. Mm. Did he, did he like, text his assistant to buy some bullets? <laughs> or did he have to, like... What, like, what's... I don't know what, like, the gun laws are in each state. Yeah. So maybe he had to, like... Go and fill in a form and get a like a like a certificate and then go to a gun shop and be like, Can I have like some loose bullets? It's actually and like <laughs> No, you need to buy a box of twenty and he's like, Oh, I don't think I need twenty, that'd be <laughs> And he's go to the post office and he's like, oh, can I put all these bullets in there? And I'd be like, Well, it's extra if you put all the bullets and he's like, Oh So now he's just got all leftover bullets in his trailer. He also said uh, the rest of the cast, I don't know whether all of them or just individually a dead hog and a video. Uh, <laughs> and a video that he'd recorded himself in character as the Joker. Mm. Presumably of him trying to get stuffed bullets into an envelope at the, at the, yeah. at uh-huh. the post office. <laughs> yeah. So you can't use that kind of packaging. <laughs> uh, so there you go. At least mm. he's taken it seriously. <laughs> Why so seriously? That's a good question. Just like in the movie. <laughs> yes. That exact quote. That exact quote. Why so seriously? Uh, speaking of the, all the DC universes, though. Hang on, I had a thought about that. Nah, probably didn't. Maybe it was a Star Trek alien thought. Yeah, but look, it's... There's some calculatedly weird... Definitely. They're just doing a movie. <laughs> it's not like some sort of weird artificial... It's not. It, they're not in some sort of weird artificial reality <laughs> escape room scenario. That's true. They're just doing a series of interconnected scenes at different times and in different order, mm. whatever. They're standing in front of green screens on X's and saying words. And then if they get the words wrong, then they, everybody stops and they start again and they say the words again. Like it's not, they're not, it's not some sort of weird improv scenario. I would love filming a movie. You don't would... have to send anybody, any dead animals, <laughs> would... live animals. Now that you say that yes. with the rats, yeah. he would have had to have gone and bought that rat. Yeah. And then it's also like, listen, I'm sending Margot a rat. Can you make sure that afterwards you go and get it? Because 
I'm sure there's some kind of law yeah, yeah, that yeah. gets like said because what's she going to do with it? Like, yeah, yeah. Somebody else would have had to come and go, I have, I have to get that rat that he sent you. Yeah, exactly. Because, and you have to Because Peter's here. Yeah, he's got to talk to his assistant and be like, because you couldn't send it. Like, obviously, he didn't want to send her a dead rat because that'd be weird. So he probably couldn't have sent it in the mail because that would kill the rat. So he'd have to, like, get his assistant to send, like, bring the rat over personally. Yeah. And then he'd have to be like, okay, so that, just so you know, there's a rat. I mean, you bought the rat because I told you to go out and buy the rat. Um, so anyway, I'm going to put the rat in. In the you got you bought me that box. Okay, well I'm gonna put, you just punch some holes in the top. Punch the holes and then put it put it together, and then um, I'll put you put this note in, and then I, then walk it over to Margot's trailer. Actually, could you put the note on top of the box because I don't want the rat to shit on the note. Yeah, because right. <laughs> then she'd have to touch the note and it'd be yeah. kind of gross. And then the message would get lost because she'd be like, "Why's Jared sent me this?" No, with all this rat poo on it. I don't. It's gross. <laughs> so that would, it would lose the impact. So maybe give her it separately. Um, Maybe warn her first that there's a live rat in the. I mean, I don't want to take away the impact, but it would might scare. She might, she might drop the box and hurt the rat. So yeah, I couldn't, you know. Exactly. Anyway, make it real. Make it like the Joker would would do it. <laughs> anyway, I, anyway, I'm Jared Leto. You know that you're my assistant. I'm sorry that I'm insufferable to work for. <laughs> anyway, in that we're talking that universe, right? Yeah. Apparently, Ben Affleck, this is a rumor, is attached to direct and star in uh, the first Batman solo movie in this incarnation of Batman. Okay, yep. Called The Batman. Oh, yes. Similar to the Nick Mason. Thank you. Um, apparently, the same writer as the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, Chris Terrio, will be writing it, and they're looking at a 2018 release date. Hmm. Any of that sound like a thing that could probably happen? Three years away. <laughs> yeah. Good work, DC. You've done it again. <laughs> Well, think about it this way, though. We're going to beat V Superman next year, and yep. then we've got Suicide Squad with also Batman. Yeah, it's okay. only two years. That's true. Plus, okay. he'll probably show up in... Literally everything else that yes, they can... Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know how all that kind of set footage leaked of Batman riding on top of the Joker's car or, uh-huh, or whatever? Yeah. But apparently they're like, oh, don't worry, there are more twists and turns along the way. So even though we know that, yep. there'll be more twists and turns. Oh. <laughs> all right. Do you want to talk about the game Arkham Knight? Yes. Bearing in mind, I haven't played it yet. Yes. Give me your impressions. Bearing in mind, I'm at the point, I'm near the end, but I haven't finished it yet. Okay, sure. Okay, first of all... So, no spoilers for this. No spoilers. Mm -hmm. No spoilers at all. So, if you haven't played it, or if you have played it, no spoilers. Yeah. First of all, do you know, do you hear about what happened to the PC version? No, what happened to the PC version? Okay, so basically, they released it on Steam, and I'm assuming other platforms, Uh and it doesn't really work. Oh, interesting. It's like, sure. It crashes and it's jittery and buggy and you can't r- run it at an optimum frame rate, even if you've got a real high-end kind of rig. Mm. Uh, apparently, they outsourced the PC port to a company and they obviously didn't do a very good job. Mm. There's been a lot of backlash. They ended up pulling it from Steam, which never happens for big releases, and they've lost a lot of money. Huh. So, yeah, that sounds... Do you play PC games anyway? No. My l- computer can do it, but I don't. It's only for editing. and My laptop's pretty much, it just exists as a torrent portal. That's really all it's for. So. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are pissed off. Legitimate torrents only. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Pictures of cats. Pictures of cats. Free, free web pictures of cats. Yeah. yeah. I, I picked it up on uh, Wednesday, but I could have yeah. gone in at midnight and picked it up. They're like, you can come at 10 and then stay around till midnight and pick it up. And I'm like, I'll, I'll see you. 
sometime Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> when I can yeah. come in and get When I have literally nothing else to do. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a pretty long story yeah. campaign. I've been avoiding But you all. still showed up in costume, right? Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, I got the, the Red Hood expansion and a bunch of other uh-huh. stuff, which I actually tried to order and they're like, oh, we don't have any of that. But then when they gave it to me, it just had the Red Hood code taped to the front. Oh, sure. And I'm like, okay. So that was extra and I just got given it, which, nice. is, which is good. And also they then they said, do you want any of the collectibles? And I'm like, no, uh-huh. no. And they're like, we have this Batarang. I'm like, I don't have need for that. So and you then, didn't take the Batarang? It was... I'd had to pay for it. Oh, okay, right. I was going to say, because if it was a free batarang, you could have given it <laughs> Definitely. to me. Definitely. I would have yeah. got it then. Yeah. And then I would have like- gotten one good throw out of it. <laughs> Kill a rat with it, maybe. Send it to Unlikely, a lady. Unlikely. Yeah. You're very optimistic. Yeah, true. <laughs> and then they were like, do you want a $60 season pass? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. To what? <laughs> you just get the whole, like, as they release extra content. Oh, okay, right. You get that for free. And by for free, I mean you've paid for it already. Oh, yeah, sure. So so if they don't release anything, yeah. you paid 60 bucks. They for really, like, pushed it on me. Like, yeah. EB. And I'm sure that's what they, they're told to do. Oh, sure, yeah. So, yeah. No, I reckon it's just one guy going rogue. <laughs> the boss is like, hey, we've got all this stuff, but, you know, people very specifically ask you for it, but don't. Correct. don't. And this guy's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get everyone. <laughs> There's, there's no bonuses involved, just so you know. But if you people want to buy, nah, we, and we get... don't, we don't want to drive people away. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Look, it's it's really great. Great. Uh, the story mission's really interesting. I've just found out who the Arkham Knight is, mm-hmm. um, which I told you before the show. I haven't told you who it is, so yeah, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil it. But ten minutes before I found out who it was, I read an email from a listener, and it said, "Spoiler alert! What do you think about this person being the Arkham Knight?" I'm like, oh, "All in the one line." <laughs> All in the one line. Yeah, no <laughs> spoiler space. <laughs> so I was like, "God, damn hot it. tip: spoiler space. If you're going to spoil something, <laughs> yeah." But it was bearing. We're very old. We don't. <laughs> we, we don't we, know. We can't play. We can't play a bloody video game. We can't do the whole thing in in, in an hour. We Certainly can't do can't. it. We didn't line up at midnight. No. Sure, we dressed in costume, but it's not the <laughs> that point. That was a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. It looks great. You saw about two seconds of it. Boy, did I. Yeah. Mm. Initially, I'm like, this doesn't that look that much better, but it's it really does. Like, Go back and play the old exactly, one. Exactly. Yeah. Like better. the world is way more expansive. The combat's great and, and improved. You actually start off with a more traditional kind of Batman suit, then you get your kind of armored one nice. as it goes through. But I yeah. think I like the look of the, the first kind of one that he gets. No, nah, you're wrong. Am I? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, the combat's as good as ever. And, you know, there's all sorts of variety of enemies. Not a lot of boss battles. Okay. Right, um, right. Because I think maybe they thought that was a kind of, always been a kind of a weak point of these. Uh-huh. Now, has games. Gotham been evacuated again? Listen. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> Just give me a Gotham City where there's people in it. <laughs> there's people in it. Mm. And you know what? They could have put people in it because this game just... I've got it on PS4. Yeah, yeah. It, it runs. It's fine. Like, you could... PS4 could easily handle it. Like GTA handle, 5. Like you GTA fill a city. 5. Yeah. I don't even think it would be as big as GTA 4. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Or 5. GTA 5? 5. Yeah, whatever. I don't like 4. It's mostly driving your cousin to bowling or whatever. <laughs> yeah, also, there's, an, like, an expanded cast of characters. Yeah. Like, there's more Robins and... You finally see Oracle. Yeah, we see Oracle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, the voice acting's great. They also... The, Kevin Conroy's back, right? Oh, he's so good. Yeah. He's the best Batman. He's the best Batman. Yeah. And um, I guess this is sort of a spoiler alert. They do bring back <clears throat> the Joker in a way. Ooh. With, and it's Mark Hamill. AI Joker a la the AI 
Alfred in <laughs> Batman and Robin or whatever it is. Uh, no, it's it's not like that. I don't want to spoil how. Don't spoil it. No, it, don't do it. It's it's pretty great though. Yeah. yeah, like you get to fight alongside like Nightwing and um, nice. I think it's Tim Drake, Robin. Be Tim Drake, Robin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lots of villains and stuff. Scarecrow's voiced by John Noble, who's did Fringe and Lord of the Rings. Oh, and sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, he was the old guy in Fringe. Yes. The old in, crazy scientist man. With the Fringe. Yeah. I haven't seen Fringe. People keep writing in saying, watch Fringe. Mm-hmm. But then they spoil it straight away, so. Oh, right. No, okay, yeah. Really. I've heard Fringe is great. Have it's you good. Yeah, it's good fun, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like parallel dimensions and stuff? Or alternate timelines? Some of it is, yeah. Mm. And Fringes? It's a lot of Fringes. If you work for the Fringe Institute. Is it called Fringe? The Fringe Institute? No. So is it like an organization? What's going on in Fringe? It's just... Oh. Is he a cop? Yeah, everyone's a cop. A Fringe cop. Like yeah, everyone's a, s- a Fringe cop, all right? <laughs> you seem so fed up. Your arms are crossed. Your energy drink is wearing off. You're not happy. Um, I'm in a slump. I'm in energy drinks. I'm going to drink some more energy drink. Yeah, like villains are good. You know I hate, though? Yes. And it's not because he's... Because I find him, you know, he's so challenging and whatever. The Riddler. He's so irritating. Yeah. He's always like... Didn't we belt him at the end of Arkham City? So Didn't we much. give him a solid belting? I think you have to beat all the things and then you get to belt him. Yeah. And I started to do it. And then I'm like, this isn't worth it. Right, exactly. And he's just like, you probably can't do this. And I'm like, I don't even... I don't yeah. want a bar of any of this. It's Because it, I, I feel the issue with, especially in Arkham City, the problem was not that I wanted to solve riddles. Yeah. But it was not riddles; it was puzzles. It was always stand on a, a thing and yeah. then wait for a market to appear and then jump Throw to another a batarang thing and then, through a grate. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Not a not a riddle, a puzzle. It should be he gives you a riddle and then you go around the city and you solve it because you know things. Yeah, not because you're bloody standing on the right <laughs> touch pad pressure sensor or whatever. He's built all sorts of like underground like Batmobile like. Ramps and oh, like sure. and like racetracks. Okay, like he's built all sorts. I don't know how. And also, if he has that amount of money, to retire the Riddler and maybe write some riddles. Write some riddles. <laughs> write a riddle book. Not a racetrack. How is that a riddle? It's not a riddle at all. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, here's a question for you. So Arkham Asylum. Yeah. So it, my, a lot of people are like, "Hey, what do you think's better, Arkham Asylum or Arkham City?" You said Asylum, right? I say Asylum. Mm. I think they're both really good. I liked Asylum more because it was smaller and was more linear. Yeah, yeah. The you know the the open world of Arkham City, like the city itself, was great, and I liked that yeah. a lot. Uh, I liked the 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 linear storyline of Arkham Asylum a bit better. Yeah. But also, I thought that with Arkham City, they tried to repeat a lot of the innovative stuff yes. in the first one, and it just came across as kind of copying. Yeah. Like in the first game, you know, you you are you get Scarecrow gas. Yeah, you get Scarecrow gas, and then you have to go through this Scarecrow nightmare world. Yeah. So in the second game, they're just like, Here's, you meet the Mad Hatter and he yeah. puts you in a, a crazy world and then you meet Raz al Ghul and he puts you in a crazy world or whatever. And it's just like... Whoa. Look, there's a little bit of that, okay. but I would say that this handles it better than Arkham City okay. did. And I loved Arkham City. Mm. I thought it was a lot of fun. But yeah, I'd say this is definitely... A lot of the stuff I'm like, oh, you're doing that thing that you did in the last one. Okay, like, right. There's a lot of that. Is there anything that's a real fresh take? Yeah. Besides definitely. underground Batmobile racing? <laughs> Okay, people are divided on this. The Batmobile, right? Yes. I fucking hate it. Like, oh, yes. I, I just hate it. Look, I like the mechanics of it. Right. It, you know how it plays? Did you ever play those Transformer War of Cybertron games? A little bit. Where, like, you could race as a normal car, yep. and then you hold down, like, a shoulder button, and you can, like, strafe like a tank. Okay, sure. It plays like that. Right. And it's great. Okay. But 
they force you so many scenarios where just let me out of this fucking tank and let me punch somebody. Right. But I'm at, instead I'm engaged in these multiple tank battles every 10 minutes with other tanks and then there's like stealth tank the missions. tanks. Yeah. Right. And it's just, and I like it, but I'd like it more like, oh, there's a group of guys. I, I'm going to call the, ba- and because you, you can call it whenever you want. Right. So that part of it's really good. Uh-huh. And a little bit of puzzle solving with it. Sure. But you are tethered to this thing. Right. Like, and it really slows you down at, okay. at some point. So there's a lot of unskippable scenarios where you have to use the yeah. Batmobile to blow up tanks. Exactly. Mm, I've and, heard that. Yeah. And a lot of people like that, mm. but I don't play a Batman game for a tank simulator. No, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. There's almost none of that in the Batman Mythos, generally. Correct. Tank simulation. <laughs> Very little tank simulation. And again, it works. The mechanics are solid. Yeah. It's great how if there's a group of villains or, or got thugs in the street, you call it and it just comes skidding around the corner and you leap into it and you just gun them all down. For sure. Like, that's great. You kill them all like yeah. Batman would. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's non-lethal, they say. They oh, yeah. Like. yeah. And, and like, you can boost and then like fly out of it and just go super high and super far. Like, yeah. that's great. But too much tank stuff. Right. And there's a bit towards the end of the game, I guess it's, you, you, you can't use it anymore for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, thank God. Because <laughs> I just, what a relief. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm so happy. You're like, how do I make Batman just throw a fist in the air like, in victory? Because <laughs> it's been destroyed or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I, it's great. Like, it's, it's a great sequel. It's, yeah. it's, it's a good kind of, well, I'm assuming it's a good wrap up to the trilogy. I haven't finished it yet. Oh, I guess, and there's also Arkham... Uh, origins, sure. Which it actually acknowledges quite a bit. You see Firefly, like oh, he's yeah. in it, and the, there's kind of like trophies you see, and they'll mention like you hear, like a thug was said. I remember that time it was Christmas or something. <laughs> that time all those guys tried to kill you, Batman. Batman's voice. Yeah, was thanks, different. thanks, Alfred. <laughs> hey, Batman. <laughs> but hey, Master Bruce, remember that time you you solved that crime by looking at it with your detective vision, and then it just made a like a VR simulation of what happened, and then. You just knew what happened? Remember that? <laughs> there Pretty is, good, right? There is actually some of that in this game, oh, yes. but it's good. I okay. mean, yeah, I liked Origins. I never went back and played Origins, no, so I fine. finished yeah, it. And it I'm fine. like, it's a, it's a good kind of expansion. Yeah, totally. It's, it's certainly not as good. Mm. This is like the next kind of step. Oh, yeah. Um, tank battles. Tank battles. Yeah. Less tank battles. But I'm looking for, like, like, I will play the DLC with Red Hood and all that. Yeah. And I've got the Harley Quinn one as well. I'm hoping it's tank-free. Uh-huh. And there's a whole lot of side missions that I've been skipping. They're like, Batman, that building's on fire. And I'm like, yep, okay, I gotta... I hope, the Red, I hope the Red Hood story mission is the start off in Gotham City and then he just takes the mask off and he walks into an army recruiter and he's like, I'd like to join the tank division, please. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just him just shooting at tanks with other tanks. <laughs> Again, I shouldn't have said I hate it. The tank, it's, the mechanics are solid, mm. but it's... They make you do it too much. Right. Yeah. And I guess they needed to innovate somehow. People will be like, well, it's just been four games of Batman punching people. But, yeah. Yeah. You don't... You don't need it. But, yeah. It's good to drive around in the Batmobile, sure. It is. Yeah. But Batman doesn't... Would you have played a section where you can call down the Batwing and then you have to, like, chop balloons full of poison gas out of the city. <laughs> oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah, that'd be great, right? You know what? If they make another one of these, yes. that's the next step. Yeah. Bat plane, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Or bat boat. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. What do you, 
Yeah. Would you prefer a bat bo- boat or a bat submarine? Normally it'd be a combination, wouldn't it? It'd probably yeah, do both. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. You, you, you do see a bit more of the bat plane. I haven't, I'm, I'm assuming you don't get to fly it because you, the gliding seems to work better as well. Like you can go further and, and stuff. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Got any questions about it? No, that'll do it. Right. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's good that they seem to, he doesn't go back to square one. At the end, they the really of, don't. You've got yeah. a lot of the stuff from the which start. is good because yeah. it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, mm. and I I've speaking to some people who hadn't played the last one, like haven't played it since Arkham City, and they're like, yeah, let's start. I'm a bit like, oh, how does this go? And it took me about a minute, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this now. Sure, yeah. And then it was just fine, right? You know, like more like the quick draw kind of stuff with the weapons. You know, you yeah, can yeah. do like a quick explosion or a quick yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, quick harangue. Quick, quick harangue. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So well, any of that stuff. Do you still have the ice grenades? No. Blue grenades. No, I don't think you do, actually. Wow. Yeah. Electrocutioner gloves. No, you see them, though. <laughs> you see them, though. <laughs> yeah. His new suit makes him faster and he can hit harder. Which, nice. Which is pretty great. That's what I want. A lot of drones. A lot of drones. But uh, you can blow them up with a tank, right? Yeah. Great. You, I've I've killed thousands of those things. Like, just... <laughs> and each one takes two tank turret hits. Okay. So right. I know that I'm like, bang, bang, right. bang. Bang. And it's just a lot of strafing. And then you have to fight these different ones where you have to sneak up behind them. They can kill you in two hits uh-huh. and they can hit you from pretty much anywhere if you're okay. in front of them. Right. You can't get away. So you have to stealth behind them in a tank yep. and then shoot the exhaust port like it's the Death Star or something. Huh. So okay. I hate that as well. Is there a classic bit of jump on a big guy's back and then swing him about? No, there isn't actually. That's gone. That's okay. not, there are big guys where you have to do the beat down, you know, where yep. you do the cape swoop and then you punch them a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah. But there's no getting a, getting no, a guy with getting the... getting a big guy and running him into a wall or right, okay, whatever. Yeah. None Interesting. Of that. I'm interesting to see who else is in it. Yep. I saw Man Bat. I, oh, yes. I swooped to the top of a... Like, I just grappled a random building uh-huh. and I went up and then his face just appeared over the top. I'm like, James Barr! And then he, like, <laughs> flew off. And yeah. it's like, go after him! And I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, smells an awful lot like a side mission to me. No, thank you. No, thank you. So, I would say... Do we see some... A lot, uh, without giving out any spoilers, there was some... There was some side missions in Arkham City. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's a character. I wonder if I'll see him again. Yeah. Does a lot of that come back in this game? I like stuff linking to Arkham City. Yeah. The, look, I'm sure there is more than what I've realized. You remember there was a hidden scarecrow tanker in the first one? Yeah, filled with bugs. Yeah, that's kind of tied to this. That's what I figured. Loosely. Because yeah. yeah. it's, it's a scarecrow plot, basically. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I'm sure there is more than I've found. Like I said, the, a lot of the side missions are actually big missions. Right. So I'm like, I, I'll come back to All that. Right. I'll come back to this build, burning building in three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to the lo- video game laws of logic, it'll still be burning then and it'll be about the same level of disrepair, so it's exactly. fine. Okay. Uh, wink for yes. Mm. Is Azrael in this? Oh. Yeah. Okay, right. I, uh, Fascinating. There's, 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 I'm sure there's a bunch of people that right, right. I haven't seen yet okay. as well. Uh, apparently there's a Superman Easter egg in it somewhere, Ooh. which I don't I haven't found. I've heard someone mention Metropolis. Is it you go to the Batcave and you pick up a phone and you're like, hey, Superman, can you fix all this for me? And he's like, sure thing. <laughs> uh, and there's just an extended cutscene where Superman flies through all the scenes in the game and just... Solves everything. Tears the wig off that wigs off that bat. Yep. <laughs> just goes right through. This is the Arkham Knight. This guy. Yeah, this tears, guy. Tears his helmet I can off. see him because he's got. A, I've got X-ray vision. <laughs> I know who it is. <laughs> yeah, pretty great. Um, yeah, definitely. Like best game ever or worst game mm. ever? 
Those are your choices. Yeah, oh, definitely best game ever. Nice. I've been looking forward to it. I'm glad I bought it. Uh, I will play more of it. Maybe on my PS Vita remotely, which oh, you yes. can apparently do. So, ooh. Ooh. Probably not. Probably just play it on a TV. Yeah. Makes great. way more sense, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right. Well, look, Mason, there's a lot going on in the world, isn't there? Nah. You're right. Let's talk about Terminator instead. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Now, this week marks the return of Terminator, the mm. franchise, with sure. Terminator Genesis. Is there a That's not how you pronounce it, but that's fine. How is it? Actually, you're probably right. Okay. Yeah. Which word did I get wrong? Not important. Um, are you excited for seeing it? Yes, I am. Me too. Yeah. Even it's been a weird build where every time I see a different... Like, I heard about it, I'm like, no, sir. And I think then- you were like, yes, sir, initially, because you were like, altered timeline. Yes, No, because when I the first time I heard there was just a sequel coming out, I'm uh. like... No, sir. And yeah. then they were like, oh, this is going to be set somehow in between the other ones. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, sir. And, and then they're like, it's called Genesis. And I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> and then they're like, here's a trailer. And I'm like, ah. Uh. And then they released another trailer. And I'm like, ooh. And then James Cameron loved it. Yeah. And then I'm like, does he know anything anymore? And then, mm, and then. Then they released their last trailer that sort of reveals everything. And I'm like, oh, I kind of, I do, but it, does it matter if I don't see it? Because, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those things. But anyway, yes, yeah, so, so, so the, I think the combination is, yes, I'm excited to see this. But it's probably not going to be very good. 
Or mm. it won't be as good as the first two. No. Yeah, certainly yeah. not. Yeah. Well, let's. So what we're going to do, as we do when we talk we're about, not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about Terminator Genesis because no, it's not talk, out. Talk Term- about that at yeah. a different week. Yeah. But we'll go through the Terminator movies and we'll just say things that we remember from oh, them. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> it's one of our classic say stuff you remember from a thing episodes. <laughs> Did you go back and watch any Terminator movies this week? I went and watched Terminator 1 because yep. oddly that's the only one that's on Australian Netflix. I hate that as well. Mm. Uh, no, I don't hate the movie. I hate that that's the only yeah. one. Look, I've seen Terminator 2 a billion times, so mm. yeah, didn't need to go back. Terminator 1. You for- were here a few weeks ago and it was on. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do remember? Yeah, okay, sure. And we were like, this is a pretty great movie. Yeah. And somebody else here didn't think it was as good as we thought it I, was. Yeah, I remember that. I don't care for that. Yeah, now she's banished. <laughs> so I actually started watching, because I'm making a, a video on Terminator. I was going to do Terminator Facts, but then I went, you uh-huh. know what? Going to be Terminator Facts FAX? <laughs> no, I'm not doing a Terminator Facts. I'm doing worst, I will be out by now, worst Terminator moments. Oh, yeah, sure. Because so, I'm like, uh-huh. I like hating on a thing. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of salvation in there. I could have mm-hmm. made it awesome. That, you know what? I, I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe Salvation was better than I thought. And then I started to watch a whole bunch of clips this week. And I'm like, nah, I hate this. Yeah, it's real bad. I hate it. Mm. Anyway, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. First Terminator, 1994. James Cameron's first kind of big motion picture. I think he yep. got uh-huh. fired from a Piranha sequel at some point prior. Sure. Haven't we all, though? Definitely. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a truck driver as well before Ooh. that. So... Uh, he's the ca- he he's the man that uh, Big Trouble in Little China's Jack Burton is based on. Is that James true? Cameron? No, it's not true. Ah. Be good though, wouldn't it? Imagine <laughs> if James Cameron had that went into a weird version of mystical Chinatown and had kung fu adventures. Wouldn't that have been great? I just assumed like the character was based on him. No, man, you you got me. I got you. You bloody got I'm me. Bloody got you. Where did you first see this? Probably earlier this week on Netflix. Yeah, yeah? first first time ever. <laughs> no, uh. It's a really good question. I'm probably I probably saw like a sanitized version on network TV yeah, at some point. Yeah, that's wow. I saw it first yeah, yeah. as well. Uh-huh. Well, you don't actually see him pull out his eye. At that. Oh, spoilers as well for all this. Yeah, everybody's seen all the Terminators, all the good ones anyway. I assume. Oh, sure. I I saw it when I was a kid, and uh-huh. I saw it like when I shouldn't have seen it. I'm like, I'm not ready for this, <laughs> and it was like, I'm like, that was terrifying, and I'm gonna have nightmares forever. Uh-huh. But I I loved it at yeah. the same time as well. Absolutely. Uh, do you think it holds up? Yes, like um. In terms of stop motion and puppetry. Oh. <laughs> it's not bad. It's okay. It's not bad. Like, it it could have very... If, if we didn't have this sort of legacy of all these, uh, you know, Terminator 2 and all the sequels and yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger being a big star and blah, blah, blah. If they just released the one, mm. people would go back and go, oh, this is a, fair, this is a pretty solid... 80s schlocky sci-fi yeah. action film. Yeah. They'd say, well, people would be like, well, this is one of the better ones of the genre yeah. from back in the day. Great techno kind of soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I love the premise of this. Mm. It, you know, it's it's a horror movie really, isn't it? It's like a yeah. slasher flick with, flick with a robot. Yeah, with a robot. Yeah, a kind which of a- is why, which is ultimately why Sarah Connor lives at the end. Like, yeah. it's That's the horror trope, isn't yeah. it? I read this recently that the reason that because the, the trope is called the final girl, yeah, right, and it's in a horror movie the last person to survive is always a girl, yeah, a woman, yeah, but they say girl, okay, it's horror cliche. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's because the way a horror movie works is a character has to experience abject terror, yep. and then survive and prevail over it. But I guess in in you know, US movie making, you can't say, oh, a man can experience abject terror. 
because they're too tough. Oh, okay. So it always has to be a woman. Well, that's actually true, though, so... Yeah, we're fearless. <laughs> yeah. Was that Okay, where'd you hear that? I read it somewhere. Probably the Nerd. internet. Yeah. Oh, that's okay, though. Yeah, it's fine, yeah, exactly. Um, it's a pretty, yeah, it's, it's a pretty straightforward story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty. So, if you haven't seen it, which you probably have, or you're probably aware of what it is, this woman Sarah Connor, who's about 19, apparently in this, she's mm. just a nobody kind of waitress, but she uh, is rocking a great mullet. She is and driving an incredible scooter, <laughs> the world's largest scooter. <laughs> Has a family of four in that scooter, <laughs> and uh, she's destined to be. Uh, her son is going to lead the resistance against the an uprising of robots. Sure. Head, headed by Skynet. And so to stop that kid, John Connor, from being born, they send back a robot through time to kill her, mm-hmm. which is basically... Uh, it's basically Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is basically that. And then that the humans send back a one of their soldiers mm. called Kyle Reese, who has to protect her. And that's a pretty great premise. Yeah. And it works as a good standalone film. And it it's does. And it's kind of... Yeah, and it, it, it he Kyle Reese does say at the end, yeah, we we destroyed all the equipment when I went through. So yeah. this is this is it. Yes, there is definitely going to be no more of this these time travel shenanigans. No schematics. We, we did left. it. Yeah. We did it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. The characters I think are what make this work. Aside from the robot, mm. this this is Arnold's like made for like born to do this role. Oh, definitely. It? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. probably this and like True Lies because he's pretty good at that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like he's he's never better than he is in one and two of these movies. Yeah, Would you, and True Lies. And True Lies. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, somebody was saying he's quite good in somebody. Oh, the the um the zombie one. The zombie yeah, one. Yeah, that's actually a good point. There you I'm go. gonna have to watch that this week. Hmm. Who tweeted that? Give me a give me a name. Uh boy, we get a lot of tweets, don't we? Not really. No. Wait, you must get a lot of tweets. Boy, I do. <laughs> A lot of tweets. I've had a single tweet all week. We'll edit around this. It's been a tweet for you. Nate week. Handley on Twitter. Thanks, at Nate. Handley Blogs. Uh, watch Maggie. Great take in a zombie movie. Arnold actually acted. There you go. So there you go. Yeah, great. Good for all him. Right. We should check that out. We will. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, OJ Simpson was originally going to, was considered for the Terminator, mm. but James Cameron thought that he was too friendly. Huh. But then he real life murdered somebody. Well, allegedly. No, civil, on a, criminally, he didn't murder anybody. Yes. Civilly, he did murder oh, okay. a whole bunch of people. So, Great. Yeah. As long as he Also, he murdered. did steal all that sports memorabilia, which is why he's in prison for life or something. I don't know. <laughs> Stuff's funny, isn't it? Boy, is it. You know what? He's he's good in the Naked Gun movies as well. He's quite funny. Oh, uh, sure. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so so yeah, it's just this one-off kind of horror. Yeah. It's a, it's a horror Hendrickson. film with a sci-fi premise in it. Lance yeah. Henriksen was also considered as well for the Terminator. Nah, wouldn't have worked. Well, no, but he would, that would have been like a more infiltration kind of... Yeah, I guess Because he's true. just a tank. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's kind of... There's no subtlety to him at all. Like, no. he's just... He's sort of learning as he goes, but he's really just just kind of sees something and he just walks towards it and, yeah, sure, and yeah. shoots it or, uh-huh. what, or whatever. Uh-huh. I like, you know, the Kyle Reese dude. I like that... He was great in that. He is really good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see how Jai Courtney can be as good as he, Michael Bean, is in that. No. Yeah. Michael Bean's great in everything. I think he had an, um, an alcohol problem in the 90s. Or, he was and, probably great at it. Yeah, he probably was. One of the best. Just putting back, putting <laughs> him back. Just throwing him back. The last thing I saw him in where he didn't look like... He looks quite old now. He looks yeah. great, but was... He's in uh, The Rock. He's one oh, of yeah. the command. Like that's the last time I saw him, and was like, "Yeah, he's he's great." Mm. Um, one thing that I didn't. There's a few things I noted. In, yeah, I haven't written them down, but they're in the old the old Big brain. Big scooter, pen. big scooter, certainly. Yeah. Uh, 
Secondly, when Michael Bean arrives in the past... Yeah, he's naked. He's naked and he steals some pants from a homeless guy. Yes. And they're real dirty pants. <laughs> so he goes through an entire movie and he changes some of his other clothes, but he goes through the entire movie wearing these dirty, stained, just disgusting tramp Draw, pants. Drawstring Drawstring pants. tramp pants, right? And he... And no socks? Nikes, but I don't think any socks, yeah. yeah. That, that bothers me. Put some socks on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. He's got the future, he wouldn't care. I guess so, but at the same... But, like, he gets with Sarah Connor at the end. Boy, does he. He's got some amazing game (laughs) if he's getting with Sarah Connor with dirty, stinking hobo pants. You know what I mean? Well, it's a heightened kind of emotional state. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. You see past that. Yeah. They also spent a night in a drain. They did spend a night in a drain, yeah. So, there you go. You know what's good about him? I mean, I haven't seen the new one, but he's quite wiry and he looks like he's just been eating rats and running. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jai Courtney looks enormous yeah. <laughs> in the new one. Like he's very muscular and, and that, that's how you have to look, I guess. But in Hollywood now, otherwise yeah. you're ridiculous. Yeah. Otherwise it's a, like the, the joke is that you look like a normal human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're Jason Siegel or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. You know what? I, also, I like how he's come through the time portal and he's got no proof of who he is. Yep. And so he basically has to either you know, he has to, has to pretty much kidnap Sarah Connor and, like, force her to believe. Right. And then he tries to explain it to the cops and he doesn't really go about that incredibly intelligently. Yeah. I thought the the script was... The script is great in the sense that they built this scenario where he doesn't have any way to yeah. prove of anything. So he, he could... You know, it's it's not one of those scenarios where some people believe him and they're on his side yeah. and blah blah blah. Like everybody thinks he's crazy, <laughs> yeah, because it's a it's a robot that looks completely human, yeah. and and they're like, well, we put some rounds in it, but body armor exists, yeah, exactly, and he's probably on drugs or yeah. whatever. And then he, and he's like, you know, you have no proof. There's no, you don't have any future technology because yeah. you couldn't bring anything to the time portal. Yeah. Like it is definitely the scenario of an insane man, yes. which I think is that's pretty great. That is that's a good. That is a good grounding for a horror movie. Yeah. There's, there's these two people on the run. There's no proof that yep. they're not in the wrong and crazy. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it turns out even at the end that nobody believes them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, that's pretty pretty great. Do you like the time? So you like the, did you like the future stuff? We see a little bit of future stuff. We see a tiny little bit of future stuff. It's very good given what I assume is a very limited budget. Yeah, yeah. The uh, stop motion flying hunter killer looks pretty good. I don't think it's stop motion. I think it's... Like a James just, Cameron just holding it yeah. in his hand and moving it about. <laughs> no, I think it's on like a string or whatever. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. I don't think it's stop motion. But the the skeleton men is men are, yeah, which mm. is good. Yeah, great. So what are they called? Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's good. I like how they refer to other things that happen in the war. Like they reference, look, the T six hundred was we could spot them because they had rubber skin. Yeah, yeah. We do see them in a later Terminator movie. Mm. I have problems with that. Oh, yes. But we'll talk about that. Because they're nine feet tall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And other things. Yeah. I guess we should leave that there. It's great, right? Here's a here's a little thing, and it's one of those things that it's taken me this long to notice. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in Sarah Connor goes, Sarah Connor's on the run from the Terminator. She hasn't been intercepted by Kyle Reese yet. Yep. And she goes to a bar called Technoir. Yes. And the Terminator, who ha- has already previously killed the other two Sarah Connors in the phone book. Yep. He shows up, mm-hmm. he finds her, he draws his gun, he cocks it, yep. and he points it at her, and that gives Kyle Reese just enough time to shotgun him in the back. About 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that That kind of, it blows the whole suspension yeah. of disbelief. Why is he not ready? Why isn't he ready? Oh, why he's isn't the, he? Yeah, he's yeah. the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Right? Why, he didn't have to do that for any other 
Sarah Connors. That's very true. Mm. But I guess you they needed that extra bit of time and a little bit of extra tension. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, doesn't work. Should have just shot her. <laughs> I mean, be prepared at the Terminator. Yeah, he should have been yeah. prepared. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? But I, I, I like that though. How Kyle Reese didn't even know which one he was. Because mm. it's sort of implied in that one as well that they don't all look like him. Yeah. Because otherwise he would have been like, well, yeah, they, they all look Austrian. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. It's all the giant tank men. Yeah. So, but then that's kind of in the later movies, they're kind of like, yeah, they're pretty much all Schwarzenegger. Like, mo- except if you're a different model, I guess. But yeah. then in the Sarah Connor Chronicles TV show, it's, it's different again. Yeah. I, I think in the... Because there's a... We'll, we'll talk about Terminator 2. Let's yeah, go to Terminator 2. Yeah. Um, you talking about the trailer for that? Or the teaser for that? No, but you could mention that. But um, in the novelization to the Terminator to, in to Terminator 2... Go on. Uh, which I, I believe elements of that are taken and put in Genesis, like the opening sequence of yes, Genesis. Yes, that's correct. Um, yeah. But in that one... So... Uh, in the you know the first movie they send back Kyle Reese in the first Terminator. Yeah, they go to like another chamber. Yeah, and they discover like the mo- the forge that built the T one thousand. Yeah, and they're like, oh, they've sent another thing back in time. Let's find. Let's- Good thing we didn't break the time machine. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Quick, fix the time machine again. <laughs> Somebody learn temporal physics and we'll fix this. And then John Connor like goes through a bunch of Terminator model. He's like, we've got to send something back. We've already sent Kyle Reese. We need to send yeah. something else. And he goes through like a like a chamber of Terminator. Do you reckon models. there was a shuffling? Like, we need somebody else. And there was just like a hands in pockets kind of a sh- <laughs> yeah, shuffling. I got a, yeah, I got, oh, oh boy. But he goes through a whole bunch of like Terminator models okay. and he's like, that one. Why? I don't know. Really? Yeah. I guess maybe because he remembers it from his childhood. Of course. But, he would. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. He would have remembered it. But, yeah, I don't. I guess so. That's a great scene. Yeah. I hope, I hope we see that. But it, it doesn't make any sense Ultimately, look, if every time you send some back in time, you change the past. No, it doesn't make sense because otherwise time is cyclical and you can't stop yeah. judgment. Ah! Here's the thing. We've mentioned this before. I like time travel movies to make sense. Yep. It upsets me when they don't make any sense, but the Terminator movies get a pass for some reason. I don't care that they don't make any sense. The 80s. Man. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the, the 80s. 80s. Fine. The 80s and 90s. It doesn't matter. Anyway, but I think he's... But it, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense because it would imply that his prior to him sending this Terminator back, his mother described in incredible detail the original Terminator. I don't think he would have chosen it then. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If he knew that, yeah. because she sees it and she's horrified. Right, exactly. Yeah. Also, I think the ter- the one in Terminator 3 is a slightly different model than one in Terminator. It's ter- a T850. T850, yeah. Because it's, it, old. <laughs> it's older, yeah. And I think, if I recall, the one in. The one in Terminator Three is he sends that one back because it looks like because it looks because he has fond memories of like the two, previous yeah. one. Yeah, but we'll get to that later. Bloody yeah. get to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is it oh, also here's here's a bit of a behind the scenes little bit of little tidbit. OJ for you. Simpson. The reason they all look the same, yeah, is because Arnold Schwarzenegger played all of them. <laughs> it's a little little, little BTS behind the scenes for okay. you. Yeah, yeah. You're a real bloody. It's yeah. Harry Hollywood over here. That's right. <laughs> Um, yeah. Also, there's we've mentioned this before. There's a there was a teaser trailer for it. Where I, I guess Terminator two, yeah. Terminator two. Where I guess a lot of people would have been confused as to how the Terminator's back because he got crushed. <laughs> where they're just rolling him off for the assembly line, right. and they all look like Arnold. So right, okay. you know that's that's pretty great. Terminator two is one of the best sequels of all time, right? Oh boy, is yeah. it ever? Yes. Is it better than the first Terminator though? 
I think it is. Okay. More money, more crazy stunts, more power. Mini gun minutes, which you know I love. <laughs> Absolutely, is a do. mini gun minutes. The bloody is. Mm. I agree. Special effects are amazing. Correct. Mm. Uh you know what? The time travel effect isn't great. That ball. It looks like it looks hand drawn. <laughs> okay, right. Fair enough. Go back and watch it. We've yeah. There's there is a director's cut. Yes. On you I, can get on DVD or it's Blu-ray. It's interesting. I don't think it's as good. No, and when I, when they say it's director's cut, I don't think James Cameron had any hand in it. I think they were just like, we have these leftover scenes, we, and, and people have already purchased this on DVD. Yeah. Let's put them all back in and see what happens, and let and see if people buy it again. Exactly. And a lot of the stuff was definitely cut out for a particular reason. Yes. It's interesting. Mm. The stuff that they, the extra stuff is, is interesting, but I, I still prefer the original kind of. Yeah, there's a scene towards the end. Mm. Do you want to do you want to un- unravel the plot of this first one? Okay. So, oh yeah. So basically, this time it's personal. Oh yeah. Well, again, so they send back two terminators and I guess if they didn't spoil it in the trailer, you wouldn't know. One of them is a T1000 which is a liquid metal terminator. I don't know how he travels through time because nothing synthetic can go through. <laughs> yeah. I don't know loophole. that. Loophole. Loophole. And the other one is the Arnold Schwarzenegger model. Who mm. is being reprogrammed to protect John Connor? John Connor's he's supposed to be nine, I think. No, I'm pretty sure he is. No, he's a that's see, a sassy nine year old. If that's him, the case, you see his birth date in it. Oh, okay, he would have to be. I think it's set in '93, and mm. he would have been born in '85. So, no, I don't know. Mm. I think he's older. He's, he's definitely t- older. Yeah. But I think but he's, he's driving to- a little motor scooter thing. He's a rebel, man. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. You yeah. forgot he was a rebel, I man. I did forget he was a rebel, yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, and then... Which reminds me, in the first Terminator, mm. you don't know that he is a robot until quite far into the film. Is that true? Yeah, you don't. we, we don't get the revelation of that pretty much until... Because in the... So in Terminator 2, we discover that we you assume up until... The point where the team, the Arnold Schwarzenegger and the T one thousand meet yeah. in the shopping mall, yeah. you assume that the T one thousand is the good guy and Arnold is the yeah. bad guy again. But in the first Terminator, until we get to Tech Noir the bar and Michael Bean shoots Arnold, yeah, there's no indication that he is. And then he explains. I mean, he, I mean, he punches a guy's heart out. Yeah, but he's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty big. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but there's you, no indication of what he is specifically until he gets shot a whole bunch of times and I he think, gets up again. I think. And also then Kyle Reese explains what he is. Oh, yeah. But I think also that would have been spoiled going in. Like, people would have known that. There would have been, there would have been a trailer. It's like, machines sent through time. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, that's true, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Though, there would have been actually... I bet there's a trailer where he pulls his eye out. Definitely. Of the first one, yeah. Because yeah. trailers back in the day were awful. Yeah, they were like... And they'd explain who everybody was and what yeah. they were up to. And <laughs> yeah. Hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams, mostly. So, yeah, it's another cat and mouse game between sure. the... But, but at this time, it's two Terminators. One is the tank. And they actually described it as one's a tank and one's a Porsche. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Also, interesting tidbit, which I heard on the... Um, a real wet Porsche. <laughs> the buddy... What's that one? I was there two podcasts. They had the woman who played John Connor's stepmom. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. But she said the T-1000 hears, uh, watch, sees with his ears. Oh, So, yeah. like, in the way he kind of tilts his head and the way he kind of kind of takes in information it's uh-huh. and I, when I saw it again recently I was like yeah he does do that Jeanette Goldstein that's, that's her name. name she's great she's an alien she's in a bunch of stuff mm. she's really good um, I was going to say she's Vasquez in Aliens she is yeah. yeah and a lot of people thought that um, she was South American or what's Vasquez from I don't know China <laughs> okay yeah. don't judge 
I'd never. I would never. Yeah, I like that Arnold is the obsolete model. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Unlike three, it's never really. It's not. They don't spell it out. Like we understand that he's not. Uh-huh. He's not up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And this is they should just run away, uh-huh, yeah. which is what they do. Yeah. Until they kind of come back for whatever reason. We've mentioned this before. Yep. I really appreciate, especially in the first two movies, that. Terminators are just silent killers. Oh, so there's, there's no, no banter. <laughs> there's no T1000 versus T100 where they tell each other that they're obsolete. Do you think and they're, they're going to be rebooted or shut down or <laughs> I'm going to crash your system? None of this. They just go at each other. I bet there's a lot of that in Terminator Genesis. No, I hope no. Surely not. It's got the mind of John Connor or whatever. Right. I think you even see it in the trailer where he's like, "You're a relic." And I'm a new Terminator. Okay, right. You can tell by my new effect. <laughs> that isn't as good as the old effect. You, you, it's just like Transformers 4. <laughs> Do you like my new effect? That isn't as good. It's a little grainier than Transformers 4, but it's pretty good. Um, I like Sarah Connor in this as well. Mm. She's great. And that transition, they didn't just replicate the first movie like, and she kind of walked away. Like, oh. she went crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess not crazy. She's right. Yeah, absolutely. But she's clearly... But every, again, everybody assumes she's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and she spent all her... She's become the Kyle Reese. She spent all her time training herself and training John at all sorts of weapons expert and, you know, and computers and whatever and miniguns and, <laughs> and hiding in the desert and stuff. Mm, desert trapdoors. Yeah, and then they changed that message, that poem or whatever. It's uh-huh. different in the first one. So, you know that no fate... But what we make, yeah. yeah. But it's different in the first one. Oh. They change it. Okay. And then they decide to go and stop Skynet by exploding Skynet and throwing away the Terminator arm, which the Terminators made themselves. Is that right? Correct. So it's cyclical because the reason they made Terminators is because they got the chip from the first Terminator and the arm so they know that they can make term- so they can make Terminators and then they make Terminators. Let's talk about Terminator. <laughs> Let's talk about the Terminator timeline. <laughs> Okay. Actually, we'll talk about when we talk about Terminator 3. But this is supposed to be closed. There's only supposed to be 1 and 2. At the end of this one, the the message is you can can choose your own destiny. You can choose your own adventure. Yes, exactly. But the Mm. message of the third one is, oh, wait, no, you can't. Right. But then, (laughs) so we'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Yeah, in fact, there's a, again, if if we're talking about the Terminator novelization, and I know we are, (laughs) ultimately that's always what I'm talking about. There is a scene at the end of that where Sarah Connor wakes up. Yeah. And she's in like like a beautiful white dress, and she goes out, and it's a like a utopian future. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, and my grand hanging out with my grandkids or whatever." That's also a deleted scene at the end. Oh, there you go. It's not. She's yeah. She's at the playground with John Connor, uh-huh. and John Connor has a kid, and she's old, mm. and she's like, "Yep, this is pretty. We, good. we did it all right. This yeah. is pretty sweet." So that's the last line in the movie. <laughs> sure is pretty sweet without the Terminator <laughs> two. <laughs> Oh, no, that's how it... Yeah, so she says, it's pretty sweet without the Terminator. And John Connor's like, yeah, I think it's pretty sweet without the Terminator. Two. Looks at camera. Credits. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. But it's left way more ambiguous. They just kind of drive off. There's like a road and they're like, maybe everybody could... This road could go anywhere. Maybe the Terminator could learn humanity... Maybe we all can learn humanity. Do you think the Terminator learned humanity? I think it just learned a bunch of rote responses. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. It learned some rote responses and it learned to randomize 90s catchphrases. <laughs> Ultimately is what it did. Yeah. There's a, one of the deleted scenes is interesting. They take the they switch the CPU in its head, which yeah. means it can learn. Yeah, because it's when it's sent back through time, it's yeah. sent as read only. Yeah. So it can't learn. And so there's yeah, there's the extended scene 
where they cut his head open. Yeah. They pull the chip out. They, they Sarah Connor contemplates smashing it. Yeah. Um, but then John Connor's like, no, we need him to live. Yeah. No, we no. need him for, cause he's big and strong. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. You know, what's good in this, the action scenes, Yeah, the fight scenes between, I love the, there's probably two hand on hand fight scenes between yep. the Terminators. There's the one in the insane in asylum. The oh, there is too. Mm. But, I was talking like hand-to-hand combat. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. I just like the way, like, it highlights their strengths. I think uh-huh. the Arnold one may even be stronger. Yes, I'd he's so. Because he's got form. Yeah, like, I feel that the, the T-1000 is probably no stronger than, like, a regular human. Oh, uh, it's probably a little bit stronger. All right, fine, whatever. Just a little bit. All right, fine, whatever. Yeah, but he's Like ob- a human that works out a bit. Okay, sure. Yeah. Like Patrick Dempsey. Like Patrick Dempsey, thank you. Couldn't remember his name, so I just said Patrick Dempsey, the real actor. Robert Patrick. He was close. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like Arnold's like just brute force and he's kind of finesse and uh-huh, yeah. and, and blades. Mm, yeah. Mm. Could have probably stabbed him through his chassis. Chassis? Chassis. Probably couldn't actually because it's reinforced polyurethane or whatever. Sure, yeah. It's it's reinforced polyamory. <laughs> Correct. Anything else about this one? No, but you're right. Great action sequences. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, real good. Yeah. And very creative use of the T-1000, I thought. Definitely. There's some just incredible scenes that, you know, it can replicate anyone it can touch, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's making multiple use of all its blades and stuff. It'll push a blade through, a, yep. you know, through a elevator doors and then turn them into yep. bloody hooks and then hook yep. the door open or whatever. And then take a shotgun to the head. Yeah, take a shotgun right to the head. A lot of that's practical as well. I've talked yeah. about that before. A lot mm. of that's puppetry, which is awesome. There's um, the scene where the security guard goes to get a coffee yeah. from the coffee machine and he steps over the floor and then the floor yeah. turns into him exactly. and it stabs him right in the eye. Just Great after stuff. he got a full house. Yeah. Yeah. It was his lucky day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and a lot of stuff like the practical stuff, like when they had the, the two security guards standing there, they're twins. Yeah. Uh-huh. So instead of being like, oh, we'll do a weird split screen thing and it won't look good. No, we just get two guys who look the same. And Linda Hamilton yeah. has a twin also. Correct. right? So for that scene where... Well, there's a couple of scenes where, well, there's one in particular where they where it replicates her, uh-huh. and then later, oh, sorry, in that deleted scene where they take the chip out uh-huh. with the mirror, that's that's two versions. They're just they're just looking at each other and doing the same thing at the same time. Do you think this is these all this stuff was lessons Arnold learned from the movie Twins? Definitely. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Though I think that maybe oh no, Twins would be before that, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you. I'm ready. Why does the Terminator have a different haircut than the first one? Is it how long they're on the rack for? Is it your hair grows Probably, out? Probably, yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> he's got sweet gelled hair in two. Yeah, yeah, And in yeah. one, he's kind of got like a floppy kind of... He does have a, <laughs> he does some floppy, floppy hair in the first one. You're right. Interesting. Uh, do you want to talk about three? Let's talk about three. I've seen this bit of trivia for every... For this latest Terminator movie and three. Uh-huh. They're like, Arnold managed to get the same body measurements for this one as he did the, the number two. And this one, it said four of five said the same thing about three. So they really talk up that like, no, he's still, he's still got it. He doesn't like, if you look, he doesn't look the same in the third one uh-huh. as he doesn't. He looks great. Sure. So I think he's like mid fifties and, and whatever, but they don't show him as clearly as they do in two and one. No, absolutely. Yeah. Not. The wheels really fell off here though, didn't they? That's right. Yeah. Oh, so it's okay. Let's here. I think we can get into the Terminator two, the, the Terminator timeline. Yes. Okay. Here's, Here's my understanding of it. Okay. And I, I think whoever is putting these Terminator movies together understands this, but in editing the wheel the correct the wheels have fallen off and it does it makes does doesn't seem to make any sense. So in the first movie, Terminator's sent back in time. Yep. 
War, there's because we know there's going to be the war. Yes. In Terminator Two, they destroy the chip, they destroy all the Terminator stuff. Yeah. So there isn't. A, there's so they're like we've stopped Judgment Day. Not going to be a war. In Terminator Three, mm. the war happens again, but it happens years later than it was supposed to happen. They just delayed it. Right. So in the third one, seems to suggest the scripting seems to suggest that this event, this war between humanity and artificial intelligence, is inevitable. Yes. There is nothing they can do to change it, but I think four and the the I think two and four yeah suggest suggest that yeah there is no fate but what we make, mm. but Skynet keeps trying to cre- have create itself yes, and so this is now a an ongoing time war yeah so it's an so like a Doctor Who like a Doctor Who three yeah. is three is saying that. This war is inevitable. Yeah. But the overall arc of the Terminator movies is saying it's not inevitable. It's just there's so many this there's, there's so much time travel happening yep. that it's just the the individual events that lead to the war keep changing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess if you go by the logic of three yep. and they're like it's inevitable, you could just push it back five years every time. You could, yeah. <laughs> like That's potentially true. Yeah. just keep postponing it, basically. Mm. But yeah, I like the idea of this ongoing kind of and it's Skynet seems to be always on the verge of defeat. Yes. And then they're like, okay, we'll do this. Oh, I th- I've thought of another thing. Yeah. Well, that's. I'll send back a, a woman Terminator. Exactly. Whose breasts can change size. <laughs> That'll get them. <laughs> well, that's also the idea with Five, where they send back a Terminator to kill Sarah Connor as a child. Yes. And that's how that starts. So mm. they're up to all sorts of shenanigans, aren't they? Because I guess there is a limit to how far back they can go. Yeah. In killing. One of the, you know the someone in the Connor family line yeah. without also eliminating themselves. Yes, because sure. the further you go back, the the more descendants are altered. Yeah, and the more, I guess, the fabric of society is altered. Yeah, and then inevitably, maybe the the term, the Skynet's not created. So yeah, yeah, good point. So there's that there's this limited window which apparently begins in the eighties, <laughs> or the seventies, as it were, in mm. from part five. Oh sure, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I don't hate Rise of the Machines. You should. I should. Mm. I look. I and I said this in the video, which will again will be out because it's pretty much done. Uh-huh. I say it, that. I see. I re- here's my future prediction: you lose it all. Hard drive crash. <laughs> it's all gone. You have to start again. It won't be out by the time this podcast comes out. I see it as more kind of like a almost like a parody or a nod. To it the is a parody in the first one, yeah. And I'm okay with that because it's all jokes. The, it's the all one. jokes. Like the first things that happen are one of the first things is. First of all, the Terminator can enlarge its breasts and trick an officer into nothing. Yep. And Arnold walks into a strip bar and makes yeah, it looks. It- it's it's supposed to be. He but, goes into a bar like in Terminator Two. Yes. We're expecting it to be filled with dangerous Hell's Angels yeah. bikers, and so yeah, it's a gay bar pretty much. It's <laughs> no, a, it's not. It's, oh, it's all, not. It's a strip it's, club. It's okay. a strip club. It's all a right. male strip club uh-huh. with like hundreds of women. And he goes to the and the guy says, "Talk to the hand, the stripper." And he grabs his hand and talks into it and says, "Give me your clothes." Right. And then he goes outside. He doesn't wear the little stripper hat, the little sure. leather hat, which I'm disappointed. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he puts on a pair of star glasses. And I remember when I was in the cinema, everybody laughed because uh-huh. that's a good little joke. It is a good little joke because they weren't cool, <laughs> dangerous sunglasses. They were funny little star glasses. And that sets him on a, I guess a, a quest for the perfect sunglasses. 
Mm, yeah. It's actually, and I've included this in my video. There's, you know, all Arnold Schwarzenegger's commentaries are him explaining things that are happening, literally that are happening yes, at that moment, or yeah. being sexist. Yeah, sure. And there's a scene where he's. Ex- the Terminator Three is worth it. Just get the DVD of the Blu-ray or whatever yeah. <laughs> for the for the commentary because it alternates. I think it's the director Christina Loken who plays the TX yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I saw that and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fun commentary. Yeah, but they're not all recorded no. together. They're all recorded separately. And they alternate what's yeah what's happening, and the director talks about blocking and scenes and yeah. the plot or whatever, and Christina Loken talks about her process and, yeah. and you know what's happening in the symbolism or whatever, and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> literally talks about what is happening on screen at that moment. There's a bit where he explains that how oh, in this scene where he's annoyed not because the guy is his enemy but because he got his glasses broken, and so that's why he's and he's like explaining it. First of all, that's wrong because. The Terminator shouldn't be like, I need a pair of sunglasses. Right, uh uh-huh. doesn't make any sense. Like, Uh why does he need a pair? Because he has had sunglasses before. Yeah, that's the answer. I guess. What do you think of the Terminator, the the, the TX? I feel like it's almost a step down. Yeah, it really is, yeah. Because it's got got a metal chassis body. Yeah. I mean, it's got a plasma cannon. That's pretty good. Sure, yeah. But it's... It has a whole bunch of weapons we never see in operation. Yeah. Like a whole bunch. And a cutting tool. Cutting tool. It also has a 56K modem. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that bit where it rings up the internet and it yep. makes the internet sound? Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Um, you know what? I, I, oh, but speaking of the commentary, so there is there is the scene yeah. in the movie where the TX is driving a car. Yeah. She's stopped by the cops. She sees a billboard for like a push-up bra yeah. or something like that and she expands her breasts. Correct. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger on the commentary is like... Oh, it's, it's like every woman's dream is to. <laughs> we wanted to see what it would be like if. I'm not going to do the Arnold's impression, but. It's basically he's saying that, like, this is a new twist on it, and kind of every woman would like to have this kind of gift to, right, yeah. to expand their breasts on, at, at, on a whim. Yeah. And it's just crazy. Yeah. But it's really great. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, I've included some of that in my, in my video. So, if you if it didn't crash, it'll, it'll be there. Yeah. But the TX, you're right, it is a step down because she mm. can change shape to a degree. Yeah. But she can't go into the floor. Can't turn into a floor, can she? <laughs> no. Exactly. I mean, she can't shape change into a bin, can she? You know what I mean? Probably not, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's okay. Yeah. I'm okay they with needed it. a gimmick. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is Arnold the only returning character in this movie? Actor-wise? Yeah. Is this a trick question? Yes. I mean, no. <laughs> oh, because Terminator 2 has the return of the psychologist. Correct. Yeah. Um, and Sarah Connor. Yeah, all right. All right. We all know we all know things that will happen in movies. He's in this Dr. Silverman's in this one. Is he he's in three? A, he's a trauma counselor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where okay. they go to Sarah Connor's grave. It's not really a grave, it's a it's a it's a coffin filled that's with guns. That's right, he is too, yeah, okay. And yeah. he sees Arnold. And he runs, and he away. runs away. Yeah, okay. And, that's, good. Uh-huh. and it's again, it's just a joke. Yeah. Like, because in the second one, it's not a joke, it's he, he experienced what happened in the first one and he was like, that was weird. And then he, for whatever reason, he's, he takes... He rationalised it as yeah. just a lunatic with a whole bunch yeah. of guns. because he wasn't there when it happened yeah. either. Like, he'd left the station. He, 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 that is the closest call in that movie. Yes. Terminator. <laughs> uh, another, uh, go back to Terminator 1. Here's another scene that I enjoyed. Uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to kill Sarah Connor. Yeah. He goes to her apartment and he doesn't know what Sarah Connor looks like. Yeah. So he shows up and Sarah Connor's roommate is there. <laughs> Yep. And 
So he assumes that's Sarah Connor and goes to kill her. Yep. But of course, she is being defended by her boyfriend, in which a man, a man, in, a man in some bikini briefs, <laughs> and there is a there is a brief, They have a scuffle, and it's very one sided, except yep. for a scene where the boyfriend like tackles Arnold Schwarzenegger at by the, the legs, leg, at yep. the legs, and lifts him off the ground and like throws him. <laughs> Like out of shot. I included that in my video. The, the Terminator's got away. What away? Got away four hundred pounds. Well, surely. that's the thing though, because later, first, okay, there's there is a way around this if you if you think about it. Yes, Th- that's the same model as the second one, and you kind of see John helping him up when he's all beat up. Oh, okay, right? so you think he's a lot lighter weight. But in the I guess th- he was made of titanium. Exactly, but in the third one, yes. he's a slightly different model, and they can't lift him off that car when he gets mashed into the car. That's right. Yeah. So. I don't know how much he weighs. <laughs> I guess there's not a way out of it. Is, no, is no. my actual point. Anyway, back to back to three. What do you think about the CGI in the third one? I don't... I think the damage to his face is good. Yes, but there's a bit where he just has a CGI head that she kicks off. Right. Yeah. Do you remember that bit? I do remember that. Yeah. And that's not as good. The CGI peaked at two. Did. Yeah. Well, you know what they. There's a bit where they flip a truck in it, and it's clearly a CGI truck. Right, right. And because right. it's from 2003, you're like, "That's a yep. CGI the truck." The era where you you could have you can CGI anything, but you shouldn't. But they did exactly. Yeah, it does have your favorite thing in a movie though, where a guy says gets his car side swiped, and he goes, "Hey asshole!" Yeah, that's which is your right, favorite yeah. thing. Which is my dream role in a movie to be that guy who's annoyed in a clearly what is some sort of horrible crisis situation, but he's got places to be. And he's like, "Hey asshole!" <laughs> yeah, that's real solid. Um, yeah, this, the, the, the special effects peaked with two. Yeah. And I, I think they just overdid it with this one though. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I th- and I, I've mentioned this before and I don't know if this is true. If somebody out there is in special effects, let me know. Like, well, visual effects more than anything else. No, special. We want them to be special. Okay. They're going to be special. <laughs> if you're a special boy or girl out there, <laughs> but I guess in two, because there's the T-1000 and it looks incredible. Yeah. And every time they've attempted to do something like that. Like in three, yep. with the TX, the, the outer coding of the yep. TX, and in what looks like in Terminator Genesis, yep. the effect isn't as good. Mm. Or any time any sci-fi movie is like, we'll get a morphing kind of effect. I get the sense, and somebody please email in and let us know, mm. that you know, practical effects aside, this is this was kind of the the cutting edge of special effects at the time, visual yep. effects, and they had to do like every frame. Oh, okay. Like one at a time. And this was like the the frontier of this kind of effect. Yeah. And now that people know how to do it, they've just built like an algorithm in Adobe oh, okay. Premiere or, sure. or whatever. Yeah. So you can just be like, okay, well, I want I want this person to start off as a human and turn into a truck yep. with a morphing effect. Yep. And you just click and click. And, and then it, it fills it all in between. Yeah. Like, but in, in Terminator 2, they had to do it frame by frame. That's probably And so true. now you can do it easier and cheaper, yeah. but there's no finesse to it. And it's just kind of whatever the middle step is, the computer did it for you kind of thing. Yeah. Look, I think a lot of that, the, in that second one, that our brain kind of fills it in because we hadn't seen it before. Oh, okay, right. I think there is nostalgia associated with it. I don't know. There's some pretty great mirrors. I like, completely agree. Yeah. I completely Like when he morphs, like there's a scene where he, um, he's a... He's a, a floor. Yeah, there's the floor. There's the yeah, but there's also a scene where he's he's the motorcycle cop. Yep. He smashes his head he, through. He a... smashes. He get, he hangs onto a helicopter. He smashes his yeah. head through the windshield of the helicopter, and yep. then, he mel- then he sort of morphs yeah, through the hole in the good. windshield, and it looks incredible. And you see all the reflections yeah. in the in the liquid metal and stuff. But you also got to look at the way that's the way that's lit is very different than three, where everything that happens in three it's bright and Technicolor and in the yeah. open and daylight because it's a parody. Because it's a parody of two. Yeah. Yeah, but like that bit. That happens at night 
and it's in very specific lighting conditions and it I think it works more for that. Mm. So you don't I think they were smarter about hiding it as well. Yeah. They're like, this is good, but we don't want to have yeah. it right up. One and two were good at hiding limitations. Exactly. Like we yeah. look, we were talking about the future scenes in yeah. the first Terminator. They didn't they clearly didn't have that much money. Yeah. But they're like, okay, we'll we'll work around that. Exactly. And then in three you've just got a thousand Terminators just stomping about yeah, uh-huh. and, and whatever. And those future scenes look good, but they're clearly like, well, this you've just all CGI'd this. Yeah, yeah. Like in the in the Terminator 2, they put like half a Terminator rig on top of a person and yep. then that person would walk. So it would give that the, you know, the, make it look like it was it was walking and, uh-huh. and things like that. Also, we should tell the story about how you are Robert Patrick Adola. I can't remember <laughs> this, but it sounds plausible. What did I say? We were watching Terminator 2 years ago. And I, I think I looked up the IMDb trivia and I said, apparently there's a scene where the T-1000 is flying the, motor, the the helicopter where he's got like three arms. I remember that, yeah. And you said, there is no way that I have missed that. And that is the thing that happens. But yeah. if you watch any cut of that movie, if you look very closely, he's flying that helicopter with three hands. Yeah, because he's flying, he's flying the helicopter. Because <laughs> you, need, you need two hands to operate a helicopter. Yeah. And he's got a third hand holding a machine gun. Exactly, It's yeah. insanity. <laughs> but you know what? They do it and they don't draw attention to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So hashtag you owe. <laughs> I guess I do. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird that he didn't do more stuff. With, like there's some innovative use of that. We're bouncing all over the place. That's fine. But there's the scene in towards the end of Terminator 2 where... Arnold punches the Terminator, the T one thousand in the face, yeah. and his hand just sort of goes through yeah. it and sort of gums up, yeah. and then the T one thousand morphs around, yeah. so that now got he's, him in a lock. He's got a him in a, lock. He's got him in like a wrist lock, and then he just just belts him. It's yeah, great. it's mm. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. More of that. More of but that. I guess if they did that at the start, you know, they'd be like, "Well, that's we need good, to build from that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all we got. Yeah, and you don't really know that he can kind of do that. Yeah, because yeah. you're kind of finding out as it goes. Mm. Speaking of, you know, I said I was terrified of one. Uh-huh. When I saw two, I was nothing but this is the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah, don't, totally. Like it's not, I guess it's kind of, it's tension filled, but it's not a horror movie. No. It, it's different than. It's balls to the walls action. <laughs> you know what also, okay, go, jumping back to three for the last thing. I think there's some humor in that that works. Give me an example of anything. There's the, <laughs> there's a bit where. Catherine Brewster, who's John Connor's wife for whatever reason, yep. is in the back of the truck yep. and she's like hitting on the thing and and she's like, let me out of here or whatever. And he's like, relax. Like he just yells, <laughs> yes, he just yeah. yells relax at her. Okay, that's funny, yeah. And there's also a bit where she's like, why are you kidnapping me? Why are you doing this? Who do you think you are? And John Connor knocks on the, 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 you know, the front bit of the car and he goes, tell her who I am. And he's like, this is John Connor. He's leader of the human resistance. He's destined to save mankind. And he's like, see, that's, yeah, yeah. so that's okay. pretty good. Uh-huh. But generally, it's. I think it's fun. It's not, but it's. It, it, you know, how was that drink? It's pretty good. It was great. <laughs> Finish my energy drink. I feel I'm so wired. So much energy. Yeah, it's. You, it's, you don't drink energy drinks, do you? So no. that's, you're gonna be up for days. I'm gonna be up for days. I don't drink them. I try not to. They're bad for you. You'll die. I was drinking six in a day, and I was fine. Mm. And then I felt a really intense pain in my heart for about a solid minute and then went away and I was fine again. So I'm assuming I'm now invincible and will never die. Okay, so... Um, Terminator Salvation, I no, guess. No, hang on, where were we? We oh. had... We had uh, it's, I think it's okay. It's yeah. not... It's, it's the third... Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's oh. the third installment, yeah. yeah. And that's, generally speaking, the last gasp for anything. Correct. Until Fast and Furious proved that wrong... <laughs> Three was the death now for pretty much everything, right? Yeah. Hollywood assumed you had three, you had three shots at anything, yeah. and at that point, the cost 
versus profit yep. analysis was like, eh, it's not worth doing another one. Then you're one. making video on demand, um, Universal Soldier movies. Precisely, <laughs> yeah. no original cast uh-huh, members. Yeah. Best part of the movie where the T-850 uh, is going to set off its plasma power source uh, and yeah. blow up the T-X and he says that you are terminated. And he's correct. Yeah, he's correct. But he doesn't yeah. need to say Just be a silent killer, all right? Also, he pulled his battery out. If I put the battery out of this recording device right now, yes. that would stop. Because yeah. he already threw out the previous battery. He had two, yeah, okay. and he already threw one away. Emergency power. Yeah, I guess he probably does. That's right. Maybe he's plugged into a wall socket. We don't see <laughs> yeah, We don't see that. Yeah. <laughs> You're terminated. Give Wait, give me a minute. Click. What happened? Yeah, there's a deleted scene where we we pan backwards and there's a cable and it's cut it cuts to John Connor and Catherine Brewster on treadmills and they're running and they're powering on they're powering his back up. You can do it. Yeah. We believe in you. Tell 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 her what you're gonna do when you do it. Tell tell her she's terminated. Ha ha you know what actually the end of that movie's quite grim though. It's all kind of a fun kind of la di da, the future's right. inevitable. And then it's like Nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the sure, end yeah. of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I like how the Terminator's goal there was, I'm just going to get you to safety. Yep. And then that's that's it. I'm mm. done. No time to avert the war. Correct. We can't do it. Worked last time, probably not going to work again. Yeah. Why bother? Exactly. Mm. Uh, Terminator Salvation. Oh, yeah. No returning characters. Great. Or are there? We'll get to that. I wish the psychologist came back <laughs> and he's just standing there in this apocalyptic can he future. not believe it still yeah and he's like boy i really should have seen this coming i mean i was told about this at least three times i mean potentially more times in between three and four i mean i who's to say who but, is to say yeah i saw many things mm. you're right though i think you mentioned before he had the closest call in terminator 2 yeah it just happened oh, in terminator no one and two one and two. Oh, that's true yeah because he leaves like He's about to leave the police station. He passes Arnold on the yeah, way exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then he even he stays in, like the the foyer of the of the police station for like a couple of seconds. Yeah, and then he thinks about it, and then he leaves. Like yeah, if he'd yeah. stayed in there another two, if he'd stayed there another thirty seconds, he would have been run over by yeah. that car, at least. <laughs> at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then in two, he's there when the T one thousand is chasing Sarah Connor and John Connor and the Terminator. Yeah, yeah. And he sees him walk through the bars. Yeah. And then he just, and it just kind of runs past him. Uh-huh. Like, but that would have, if everyone else hadn't have been there, he would have killed that guy. Yeah. Are they, are they built to not tell people there's Terminators? Who? The Terminators. I'd say so. Mm. You know, oh, you mean, why did he walk through the, yeah. why did he walk through the bars? Yeah. That's kind of a I giveaway. Mean, I mean, that's his, of course he's going to, because that's, yeah. because that's his target. Yeah, yeah. But generally, I guess they're like, we should, bl- I should blend in. I don't want people to know I'm a robot. Yeah, you know what though? There is a weird bit in one where the Terminator's car crashes and he runs away. Yeah, but is that because he's injured? I think that's because he got his eyebrows burned off. That's really distracting, isn't it? It's incredibly <laughs> distracting, and they would never do that these days. No, they'd never be like, "Oh, one of our starring characters, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of their eyebrows." He looks so weird. He looks so weird, but it's only Brit. And I guess he's not. He's the villain, not the main character. And then yeah. very shortly afterwards, he pulls one of his eyes out and wears sunglasses. So at night. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming he was injured, and because his apocalyptic future so bright, he's got to wear shades. <laughs> anyway, Terminator Salvation sucks. It's a garbage uh, film. I don't understand how people say this is better than three because it's darker than three. Yeah, I guess. Look, I haven't actually written out the story here. I've just written out all the plot holes. 
Sure, yeah. But I guess we should talk about the story. It's the year 2019. Yep. There are Terminators. Sure. John Connor is... But this is, is prior to time travel technology being developed. Yes, 10 years prior. Yeah. But for some reason, even though the war started later, yep. they've already built the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. Right, yeah. But then again, they destroyed it at the end and whatever. It sucks. Did I mention sure, that? Sure, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the trailer and being like, that looks pretty good. I think I thought that as well, yeah. And... I remember thinking there are elements, and even now there are elements in. I like parts of it. Yep. Like some of the ideas, I like the idea of a Terminator human hybrid that hadn't been done. Okay. But then they revealed it in the trailer. They sure did. Um, do you want me to just do plot holes? Let's do plot holes. I'm yeah, I'm big on the plot holes in this movie. Mm. I mean, look, the biggest plot hole ultimately is that he jumps into a submarine. <laughs> All right, there's that. All right, but the overarching problem with the plot is that the the entire plot. The, the scheme of Skynet yes. is to trick John Connor yes. into going to a particular building yes. where they will kill him and end the war. Correct. Because he's the he's the linchpin that is holding the human resistance together. Yes. If they kill him, they've got the whole thing in the bag. So they bring him to this building yes. and then they send one Terminator to kill him in that building. One that he's seen before. Yeah, but it's not like... <laughs> It's Do you not reckon like, they were like, let's send the one that we that he's seen. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. But the like, it wasn't like, oh, he he John Connor could do anything. Yeah, him, and we we Skynet have to wing this. Yeah, they're like, this is our plan from the beginning to get him to this particular building, and they, like to trick him into get into going here, thinking it's a, you know, the solution to all their problems. Because there's a virus that can apparently shut down Skynet. That's right. Which yeah. is a great trick because they trick everybody into thinking this virus is real. They even crash one of those hunter killers on yeah, yeah. purpose to be like, yeah, it's definitely real, the virus, right. to get in. And then, so they so they get him to this building, and then in order to kill him, they bring in one guy. Yes. Like one Terminator. And the idea is because Skynet has appears to have developed this personal grudge against John <laughs> Connor and what, like wants to kill him with this, this version of the Terminator that he's seen before. But like... Skynet doesn't have any emotions. It's like, an artificial intelligence. It's not like poetic justice. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you, if your whole plan was to get him to this building, you get him in the building, you lock all the doors, you fill the building with poison gas, yes. and then you blow it up. Yes. Right? That's, That's correct. Yeah. Also, they know who Kyle Reese is and that he's John Connor's father. Yep. I don't know how they know that. Uh-huh. It makes no sense. And if they do know that, why do they kidnap him? Yep. And then use him also to lure John Connor in when they could just kill, kill him, him and John Connor would never be born. Correct. There's also the submarine bit. Oh, sure, yeah. Where there's a rolling ocean. This mm-hmm. is in my video. And there's a submarine, which is the headquarters of humankind and the resistance. And John all Connor, of them. Yep, all of them. Michael Ironside, who's great. Sure. And he's like, John Connor's like, I'm in a helicopter or something above. I'm coming into the submarine. And they're like, don't do it. And then he pin drops into the ocean. And in the next scene... He's inside the submarine, sopping wet, and there's no explanation for <laughs> how that happens. Correct. Is there like a weird kind of airlock on a submarine that I don't know about? Not that kind of submarine. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's the future. Yeah, okay, good point. The other thing is, the whole point, every time <laughs> you see the future in 1 and 2, they make a very clear point that you fight at night yep. because you, there's less chance of being detected. This one... It's all daytime. Yeah. You see, that's the thing, though. That's 10 years ago, though. 
that's 10 years prior to te- the futures in Terminator 1 and 2. But so John so Con- maybe they've learned in the 10 years. No, John Connor knows this. Like, he would have been told Oh, I that. see, the general, yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is... Jo- everybody- so he would have future knowledge and he would say... He has every bit of knowledge yeah. that is... Because <sighs> he knows all the Terminator models that are going to be released. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like knowing all the iPhones, except yeah. they kill you. Yeah. Which isn't as good, I guess. But <laughs> These ones don't kill you. <laughs> that we know about. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> the other thing is... My social commentary. <laughs> I just say the name of a company. Say the name of a company, yeah. What else was I going to say? He's also prophesied to lead the resistance to victory. Uh-huh. But the only reason that would be the case is because, A, Sarah Connor told a bunch of people before she died. Yep. Right? Uh-huh. She, we know she dies before three. So yeah. she dies sometime in the late 90s. Even if that is the case, he's perpetuating that rumour mm. by telling people that he is the leader and he has to do this and whatever. Oh, yeah. Do you have to, like, mm. would you do that? Or would you be no. like, it's inevitable, so... <laughs> I'll just lead. I'll just hang, yeah. I'll just kind of hang around mm. for a bit and eventually Ironside will, you know, be yeah. out and then I'm in. Mm. Anyway, they reveal in the trailer the Terminator human hybrid. I think that's an interesting idea to do that. Right. But they don't do anything with it. Uh-huh. It's crap. The Terminators don't kill anybody in this. They just grab them and throw them across the room. That that's right. Like There's a lot three of three or yeah. four times. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because the classic Terminator move is punch through the heart. Right? Exactly. Mm. Unless a man in jocks tackles you with the legs. <laughs> so yeah, great. Other thing is you see the the long kind of spoken about T six hundreds, which are the precursor to the T eight hundreds, which are rubber skin, but they're easy I to spot. If there was a T seven hundred in I the middle. I would have liked to have seen. It that. was just all human flesh. <laughs> just because they were like, well, we've. We've we've worked, we've gone with robot with with hum, with like rubber skin over the top. We've had some success, some success, middling success. F- future version. We're thinking about a cyborg with human flesh. So maybe in the, maybe we'll just try like a big, just a big wobbly sack of human flesh <laughs> with a gun tape to it. <laughs> what do you think would be more successful? A wobbly sack of flesh or the T six hundreds? T six hundred looked pretty badass. They did, but. They're supposed to be... Because Kyle Reese kind of made a point in the first one of being like, there were supposed to be these infiltration units. Yeah. But again, like you said, they're eight feet high. They've got like rubber skin hanging off them. Yeah, like and stapled on. Exactly. And they've got mini guns drilled into their arms. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. and they're sort of like, yeah, but you know, they're wearing shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, why are you wearing shoes? You're nine feet Look, tall. Look, they're great, they're great at infiltrating, provided the infiltration is like just waving from the other side of a ravine. <laughs> like, hey, we are human resistance also. Don't come any closer. Hey, we'll, we'll see you at night time. We'll come visit. It also has a heart surgery scene. Yeah, so... This is also my video. There's a bit where John Connor takes a metal spike... Through the heart. Like, right through. Yeah. Like, through the middle. And he doesn't die... Yeah. Immediately, for some sure, reason. Uh-huh. But then also, Marcus Phoenix? Is, no, that's the guy from... Gears of War. Gears of War. <laughs> Marcus, who's the Terminator? He's the Sam, Sam Worthington. Worthington. The Sam Worthington Terminator. He's the Sam Worthington of that movie, let me tell you. <laughs> he is. He's actually not bad at that, he's I would fine. say. Yeah. There's a bit where the Terminator, he's fighting the Arnold one, kind of zooms in on his heart and it says, vulnerability, yep. and then it just... Punches him right in the heart. Right. Stops his heart because it's a human heart. Yes. I don't know why he needs that to live. I guess to brain function or whatever. Oh, sure. So he's dead for minutes. Yeah. And then John Connor zaps him back to life. But because John Connor then gets stabbed through the heart, they're going to replace what I presume is just pulp. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
that punched up heart yeah. with John Connor's heart mm. and then you don't need any kind of drugs to kind of stop your body rejecting it and you'll just live and everything will be fine and you'll mm. lead the resistance. So the rumour was... Yes, I don't think it was a rumour. It was. I think that was the story. That the was story go was, it. and I guess it was leaked, that at the end of Terminator Salvation, yes. John Connor was going to die yes. and then Sam Worthington's character... Yeah was going to be plastic surgeried into yeah. looking like John Connor yeah. and he was going to lead the resistance. Yeah. So the leader is the resistance who who eventually defeated Skynet was, was this cyborg sim- man. Yeah. Which I think is a is quite a good idea. I think that was a better idea. Yeah. So instead they went with something that makes less sense which Correct. is that two men with irre- irreversibly ha- damaged hearts swapped hearts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I guess Sam Worthington died? Yeah. Bit sad, isn't it? Mm. Mm. That's not probably the word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess they 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 scripted this. Yeah. And they're like, well, actually, we want John Connor to be still be human or whatever. We want him to live because it's Christian Bale and he's a bigger star or yeah. whatever. Um, but I like that twist a lot. Yeah, well, so... I don't, it's, yeah, it's so... Better. But they had the footage where they are both... Stabbed through the heart. Brutally injured in the heart, yeah. Isn't that weird that... You wouldn't give him a vulnerable heart. You you wouldn't give him the punched heart. You'd give him somebody (laughs) else's heart. Give him, like, a metal chassis over that heart. Mm. Put it in a a box. Yeah. I don't know, I'm just saying. Look, I don't know. And, of course, we can't neglect to mention... What if the reveal in Terminator Genesis, and we don't know what it is yet, but what if the reveal is that John Connor is Sam Worthington? I think people would be like, oh, does that one count? You're right, yeah, actually, that's a really good point, yeah. <laughs> I think they're not okay, considering right. that, yeah. Because that would make a tiny little bit of sense based it on would the if trailers. anybody liked that movie. Yeah, nobody does that, do they? Yeah, because yeah. then people are like, oh, I had to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Terminator Salvation, however, did give us the famous Christian Bale rant. Correct. Mm. Is that worth the presumably $120 million budget? Nope. <laughs> There's one more thing we've got to mention. Mm-hmm. The cartoon Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wait, what? They CGI him. Oh, Very I didn't mind it. You hated it. I hated it. You All should right. watch it now. I won't. <laughs> I'm going to have that precious memory in my in my mind and my heart, my super damaged heart forever. Yeah. And again, that was in the era where they were like, no, we could definitely do this. You can't. <laughs> Look, I'm glad they did it just so the one in this latest one looks pretty good. It does, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's not perfect, but I'm like, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's good enough. I think the one, the initial shot of young Arnold Schwarzenegger we've seen in the Genesis trailer is just the clip from the first trailer. It may very right? well be. I think that shot in the first trailer is also... I think they've polished it in compared to the later ones. I think it's actually gotten better. Okay, I mean, it remains to be seen how it looks. probably looks fine. Yeah, but we'll I bet see. it's great. We neglected to mention there's a deleted scene in Terminator... Oh, by the way, Terminator Salvation is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> there's a deleted scene in Terminator 3 where there's a... Uh, there's an army officer called Sergeant William Candy, Candy yep. who is Arnold Schwarzenegger with a kind of hick hillbilly southern accent, mm-hmm. and they're modelling the future of robotics off him. And then they're like, "I don't like the voice," so they swap it out for an Austrian guy's voice, and it's a big joke. It is a big joke, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they deleted it, but yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? It's the best part of the movie, probably. That's not in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, that's anything else about the Terminator? Nope. It's probably about, it's mostly. 
you clearly have high hopes for Terminator 5. But remember, and we've talked about this before, Fast and Furious rules. Number five is where they get good again. <laughs> Let's see if that rule okay. comes into effect. All right, if this if it happens, yep. this is the rule now. Okay. It's, it's, the, it's the Fast and Furious Terminator rule. Gotcha. Five is the one where it gets good again. Okay. And we have to... Every movie, ha- every movie then becomes the exception to the rule. <laughs> when inevitably the fourth sequel to things is terrible, we'll be like, well, that's an exception to the rule. That's weird that that's an exception to the rule, that a fourth sequel was bad. Because I can think of two movies where the fourth sequel was good. The fifth Star Wars movie isn't very good. It's Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yeah, it's no good. That's a saga, though. That's different, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yep. All in all, they're pretty good. The first two are the best. The third one's okay. Mm. I think you should watch some of them, though, Mason. I've watched bloody all of them. Okay. Have you ever seen any of the Sarah Connor Chronicles? I watched... It's actually not bad. Almost all of the first season. Yeah. I think. It's not bad. Hmm. Um, it's, it takes after, It goes after two. It just kind of ignores the other ones. Good they idea. jump to the present day fairly quickly. Yeah, because it starts off in the 90s. Yeah, 95 yeah. or 97 or something. Yeah, they introduced forward time travel, which yeah. I thought was interesting. That was pretty good. Yeah. There's, all a bunch of, there's a bunch of different Terminators. But they conveniently cut out the scene where they all time travel forward and they all end up presumably in the near future all naked. They and John Connor's that, naked with his mum. They didn't like, cut that out. Oh, this is weird. They didn't cut that <laughs> this out. This is weird and awkward. Okay, <laughs> They're right. in the middle of a freeway. Oh, great. Yeah. God, that's not a it's not a smart play, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Also, I think that that show ended with John Connor going right to the future, and being like, "Oh, that's right, it did too." Yeah, yeah. or maybe season one ended, ended on a cliffhanger. No, I think the final episode ended on a cliffhanger. Oh. and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is the future, and it's much worse than you imagined." Dun 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 <laughs> dun 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 dun. Na 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 na. na. What's good about that theme song? What's that? You can play it intense and action-packed, yep. or you can play it sad and emotional and real, man. That's how they did it back in the day, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. You could do either. Yeah. I have a friend who cried when Arnold died at the end of two. Was the friend you? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Okay. It was my friend David. Okay. Hello, oh, David, yeah. if you're listening. You're, You're a dick. Cry, you big crybaby. You big crybaby dickhead. You're a dickhead, mate. It's publicly known. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what it's time for? What's it time for? Our favourite segment. Ooh. What we read in. Oh, what we're going to read. Should I do the theme song? Yeah, theme song. Put it in. Right. Edit it in. I'm doing the theme. What are we reading today? <laughs> what are you reading? Well, actually, I'm going to do a shameless plug at this point. You would, nerd. Yeah, but this is something you can bloody go and read. And by read, I mean listen to. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, I mentioned my friend Michael Williams. He's a stand-up comedian. I remember. He has a whole bunch of podcasts. Yeah. And he has one called uh, It's a Duck Blur, where he and his <laughs> wife Sarah uh, watch an episode of DuckTales every week. And Woo! then they, then they uh, just sort of break it to pieces. And I was on this week's episode. What was the episode that you did it on? Uh, it was The episode is called Made of the Myth. Okay. And so basically we watched a 22-minute episode of DuckTales and then we ripped it to pieces for like an hour and a half. It was pretty good. Some would say that's overkill, but I would say it's just enough. Do, anyway, do, I had a really great time. Do I need to watch the episode to understand this? No, because Michael puts in a lot of audio drops from the, the episode itself. Excellent. So you understand what's going on. But if you just go to Google and you type in Made of the Myth, M-A-I-D of the Myth, yes, it's like on Daily Motion or Vimeo or whatever. So I'd probably recommend just... Uh, watch that. Yeah. Watch as much as you can of that episode. <laughs> and then uh, listen in and destroy it with us. 
Anyway, Excellent. Uh, it's a duck blur is the name. It's on iTunes. And uh, check it out. Did you solve a mystery? Yeah, and then we rewrote history. I was going to say. Terminator style. Yeah, it's real good. Anyway, that's that's what I'm reading. I'm not even listening to that because I'm on it and I don't know how it turned how out. How dare you? And you don't even listen to your own podcast. Correct. <laughs> so there's a ring endorsement. Even you listen to it. That's right. <laughs> Great. I'll check that out. It's a yeah. duck blur. Yeah. You might solve it. No, we did that. Yeah. Um, look, I, there's, I've got a what we read and we're going to look talk about later. I'm okay, right. Do with a letter, but I also I'm going to see Terminator Genesis on Monday. Oh yeah, and I'm going to hopefully have a review up that day as well. So. Nice, pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, time for letters. Now we had a theme song. Yep. Last week I asked for a themes because we we uh, I because yes. I'm incredibly selfish. Ask <laughs> our listeners to send in a theme song uh, of a different. Uh, Genre every week, correct. And uh, last week it was reggae. Yep, we, we had we had big band swing at one point. We did. Uh, this week I asked for Mumford and Son style folk rock. <laughs> yes. Uh, and thanks to everybody who sends them in. Yes. Uh, we got one from Chris. We got one from Chris. Um, we can't play it because the rule is because James <laughs> refuses to edit it in because it's one more piece of editing that he refuses to do. So what I ask is people to send them in and then I play it through my phone. Correct. The format Chris sent it through. I can't play it through my phone. That's right. I'm tapping away here. It's not working. Judgment day. Judgment day. <laughs> Thank you for sending it in. So that's the rules. Bloody send it as an MP3. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Thank you, though. Okay. And make sure you tweet at Nick Mason at Wikipedia Brown to let him know that there's yeah. one in the can ready <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise I might miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, letters then. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Letters, dun, dun, dun. Do you want to request another folk song or do you want to give Chris another chance to redeem himself? I'm going to give Chris another chance to redeem himself and by redeem himself, I mean re-encode it as an MP3 and send it again. <laughs> okay. But don't feel obligated, Chris. No, not at all. Yeah. No. Here's a question. Uh, James. Oh, this is to do with what my reading. I think it's you or maybe it's Nick. Uh, who does not like the comic tie, tie-ins? Hang on. The question basically is... Oh, yes. One of us doesn't like the comic preludes that leads into movies. Uh-huh. Uh, do you agree? I think it depends on the preludes to movies. I read the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Oh, yeah, how that And go? it was a kind of a nebula origin, and then it was all the original Guardians of the Galaxy Star-Lord shit from the 70s. Oh, yeah, so sure. I'm like, this is 18 bucks, and it's garbage. Right. And then I got tricked again this week. Well, I didn't get tricked. I knew that would happen. I downloaded the Ant-Man one, which is like 15, 16 bucks. Uh-huh. You get a Scott Lang story. That is a lot of money for it. It is. You yeah. get a Scott Lang story. Uh-huh. You know, like, are these original content stories yes. or are these okay? But they like they obviously lead directly in, so it's Paul Rudd, and uh-huh. you get a Hank Pym origin, uh-huh. and then you get a bunch of old Ant Man crap from the sixties. Oh sure, yeah. Uh-huh. So come on, how good are the likenesses? Is it a good Paul it's close Rudd? Enough? Yeah. Is it a good uh, Michael Douglas? Yeah, it's close enough. Okay, yeah. Um, those stories are quite good. They're mm. okay. They're not worth the price of admission. Okay, that sure. being many dollars. But that's not the only question, Mason. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about the Journey to the Force Awakens program, which is meant to bridge the gap? Or something like Fury, Fury Road prequel comics, which are coming out after the movie. Thanks, Kenny from Pennsylvania. P.S. Can I be the official dickhead of the podcast? Yes. Yeah, we already thought of that, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, look, I've heard that the Furiosa Mad Max yeah, comic is garbage. Oh! Yeah. But it's garbage. Ouch. Because it's... You know how in the... You know how in the movie's... The 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 brides are like bad stuff has happened to them, sure. but they're not defined by that. Yeah, like they're you know they're they're people in their own right, and you know they've they've gotten the 
the gusto. They've gotten the gusto to to escape on their own and do all this sort of stuff. The well, in the comic books, apparently, spoiler alert, I guess, but don't read it. I don't know. Yeah, they're just they're just these like weak willed kind of. Uh, we're just and and because you know in the in the movies, the, spoiler if you haven't seen this, but everybody's seen Mad Max, surely. Sure. Um, you know they're like. They begged Furiosa to come with them, like you know, we're yeah. escaping, and you've you've got to come with us because blah blah blah. Yeah, kind of thing. In this, like she rescues them all, and they escape. Uh, okay, like it's kind of it sort of apparently directly contradicts the movie in a lot oh. of ways. So, well, that's not very good, is it? No, it's not very good. Yeah, I read one of the prequels. It might have been Nux or something, and I was like, uh, yeah, that was all right. Okay, right. One of them. I can't remember which one. Right, right. No, I read that artwork stuff. Oh, sure. And that was pretty good because it was okay, artwork. Great. Well, yeah, that's yeah. How do you feel about the journey journey to the Force Awakens, which is meant to bridge the gap, though? I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Um, well, there's also a bunch of novels that are coming up. There's one called Aftermath or Aftermath. How do you, however you say it? Aftermath. Aftermath. Did you ever watch that? No. The MASH sequel series? No. Probably not very good, I've heard. Mm. Um, yeah, so they're gonna in October, they're going to start rolling out kind of what happened after Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. I'm excited for that, though. If it's like if it's a novel or like a legitimate comic or whatever, mm-hmm. Then yeah, I want it, but I don't want it if it's just you're just selling me old crap. That, sure, like, yeah. <laughs> that I wouldn't. If it's reprints of the old yeah. Marvel series from the seventies, at or least whatever. include some good Ant Man stories like this because there are like Ant Man season one is great. It's mm-hmm. a good kind of origin to the to the character and whatever. Oh, like yeah. a retail. There's a bunch anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Thanks, Kenny. You're pretty good. Hello, my name is Philip, and I'm for, I'm a 14 year old boy from Missouri, and I'd like to um, I'd like some tips on making a podcast as I'm planning on producing one in the future. Thanks a bunch. Um, just do a podcast. Just, just do a podcast. <laughs> Don't do it on like comic book movies and TV shows. No, that's and video games because we've we got that, and we can't. Quite frankly, we we could do without the competition. <laughs> We're slowly sinking here. Yeah. Everybody's producing podcasts that are better than ours. Yes. So don't what, do that. One day we'll probably do a and a episode where you, people just send in or maybe we'll put it on Patreon. Put it on the Patreon, just exactly. Just ask questions yeah. and yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we can go into more depth with that on the technical side of things, I guess. Oh, sure, yeah. It's not super technical though, is it? No. You just need some money and then <laughs> yeah. and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like a few hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I just wanted uh, to let you guys know that I'm currently writing a book about a gay uh, sophomore boy named Colin who gains telekinetic powers. And I'm writing this purely to give the world a properly represented gay superhero. If you give your thoughts, that'd be great. Also, like to the official James's only American son that he knows about of the <laughs> podcast. Cool. Do you have any writing tips? Because I have something to say. If you have a no, go ahead. I'd like I was to hear gonna writing say, tips. Well, it sounds like you're writing a character that obviously, um, maybe not a reflection of you or something that you know a lot about, because that's kind of your world. They say when you're writing something, especially initially, you should write what you know. Is that? Mm-hmm. And yep. I've never written anything. I don't know that. So I think if you're looking, it gives you a good frame of reference and a good starting point. Um, to kind of write a character that you can kind of relate to because then you can kind of get inside the head and kind of convey how they're feeling or what they're doing in realistic situations to how you might react. And if you could also gain telekinesis mm-hmm. from now and when you write the book, oh, that would probably so give you a different perspective, real <laughs> real in-depth perspective of a man with telekinesis. So. Definitely. Should yeah. he be a bald telekinesis 14-year-old boy in a wheelchair? Yes. Okay. Professor X doesn't have telekinesis. No, he doesn't. Sorry, he has hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah any writing tips i guess i mean aside from that telekinesis thing uh they say practice a lot yeah just write just write a bunch don't of stuff. don't 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 overthink every sentence yep that's what editing's for later correct just put it all out there and yep. just 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 type and type and type whatever you do or handwrite handwrite get your get your quill pen <laughs> dip it in your little thing of ink 
Doesn't matter if doesn't matter if the ink goes all over your pantaloons. Just keep writing. Doesn't matter. Push mm. through. Push through. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but we're not really the authority on that, are we? No. Yeah. We bloody wing it. <laughs> Some people ask, "Do we write this?" No. There's no script to Is this. That made asked. Yeah. How could this possibly be written? I know. I mean, I write some stuff down to be like, we'll talk about this next. Uh-huh. Like uh, these letters. Like you've aren't got made a note up. that you've got a note there that says, "Don't forget to talk about the Terminator movies." <laughs> right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Our last letter. Hey guys, as Hannibal was cancelled just one day after James said he was going to start watching the show, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Mm. Got you, you. You were like, "When's Hannibal coming back?" And I said, sounds exciting. And then bang, cancelled. Mm, yeah. Uh, but I decided to do whatever uh, everyone does on the internet and make a rash decision and blame you guys for the cancellation of the show. No problem. And it's all your fault. Uh, that means uh, you have to get it back. So hashtag save Hannibal was trending worldwide at one point and fanables have been uh, constantly asking slash annoying Netflix, Amazon, Hulu workers as we try to get someone to pick it up. It'd be great if we could share the save Hannibal message on the show, ideally via this email, which would mean I would get a shout on the show, a bloody win. I'd also like Take the title of the friendly neighborhood cannibal of the show. Ooh. Uh, what do you think of Hannibal? Do you think it should come back? Should there be some kind of hashtag thing? It's interesting. It? I do really enjoy the show. It is a comp- It is just a series of people trying to convince each other that they're insane and murderous <laughs> and then becoming murderous. Uh, I enjoyed a lot. I think all the performances are great. I think it's got a lot of style, the show. Yeah. Um, a lot of grace. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the, the thing about it is it, it is sort of a, a TV series that has a limited shelf life. Yeah. I guess in the sense that it, it's going to have to at some point segue into The Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Because it's, okay, it's, yeah, yeah. it's all a prequel to Red Dragon. The book or the movie? Uh, well, science, there was a... Oh, this is complicated. Is this set in the modern day? Hannibal? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. And so this is this the, the first... Chronologically, the first... Uh, Hannibal Lecter's story was Red Dragon yep. and then Silence of the Lambs, but Silence of the Lambs was the first movie to really hit it big kind of thing, so most people consider that the first one. But anyway, Hannibal, the TV series, is set prior to those stories. Yep. Okay. So eventually it has to segue into those, so either they'd have to sort of remake those stories on TV, which I'd kind of like to see, Sure, but they're also already there. They already exist. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I guess if we don't get them... Then we have the movies. We have the movies, I guess. Yeah, sure. I kind of like they're, they're, It is kind of a harrowing TV series. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see more of it, but um, yeah, save Hannibal, guys. Bloody get it out there. It's pretty good. All right. Well, look, I'm going to watch it first, and then I'll decide whether it should be saved. Okay, good idea. No, I feel like this has a pretty good chance of getting picked up. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah. I think they were also saying that the, maybe the one of the reasons is that next season they'd have to introduce Clarice Starling, oh. who's the um character from Silence of the Lambs, yeah. and there was some sort of legal wrangling that, so they couldn't get her. Wait, is she introduced after he, he gets locked up, though, right? Yeah. So he does get, he will get locked up this season, apparently. Ah, uh, that's a that good a, question. Because um, otherwise, they're they going to change it. Because he's working with someone called Will, is that right? Yeah, so the the plot of the movies, essentially, Red Dragon and Hannibal and the, the other couple of sequels, mm. is that he, he was... Uh, like he's a he's a forensic psychologist, psychiatrist, yep. and he worked with this criminal profiler called Will Graham. Yes, Will Graham eventually realised that he's a serial killer. Yep. and puts him away. Yep, and then before uh, after Hannibal like scars him up and you yeah. know, tries to kill him or whatever, and then in the in Red Dragon and Hannibal, people go to uh, Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs. 
various people go to ha- to Hannibal, who's locked up, and ask mm. him for advice about other serial killers. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's still a dangerous man, even though he's locked up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think there'd probably be another season. Maybe there'd, there'd have to be this season, then a season where he's in jail and that replicates the movie Red Dragon and then yeah. another season, which is Silence of the Lambs. And then who knows? And then the movie where he gets out and it's not very good. Yes, Hannibal Rise. No, no that's the Hannibal. The prequel. It's just yeah. Hannibal. Had just Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. God, that movie. That Hannibal movie's not good. Uh-huh. I've heard Hannibal Rising's not good either. Mm. Red Dragon's quite good, which is mm. surprising because Brett Ratner did it. Yes, it's so uh-huh. amazing. Mm. He's the McG of films. Yes, isn't he? They're both the McG. They're both McG the McG films. All right, well, that's the show for this week, isn't it? Yes. Uh, where can people find us? And well, things? if they want to write us a letter, yes. they can send it to uh, weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com or also at weeklyplanetpod on Twitter and Facebook and Bandcamp, which is where we have all our movie commentaries. Correct. What's the last one we did? Uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. And we're going to do Terminator 2 and then we didn't. Then we forgot. Sorry. We didn't forget. We ran out of time. <laughs> yeah. We're very busy. We'll have a sleep. Correct. If you want to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash Movies. That's right. Thank you to the Brute and the Basilisk for the themes. Yes. Uh, next week... It looks like I'm going to be away. You are going to be away. So you're going to bring on a very special guest. I'll bring on a very special guest. And by very special guest, it means whoever I can get at the time. <laughs> I have some people in mind. Yep, you haven't maybe told them heard, yet. Maybe you've heard of them. Maybe you haven't. Yeah. Uh, you probably haven't. Listen. <laughs> uh, and I haven't asked anybody yet, but we'll get to it. We'll bloody and get And what there. we'll probably do is uh, watch Genesis and we'll talk about that together. Correct. So, yeah. We'll all bloody have a big... Oh, I won't. You will. Yeah. <laughs> but a good old time. A bloody great time. Great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Weekly Planet on um, Twitter is a good place to follow as well. Keeps yeah. you abreast of things and yeah. such. Where can people find you? Oh, I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies. Mm. Send us your thoughts on Terminator Genesis, I guess. And yep, Mason and might read them out. <laughs> who knows? Who knows if I can access the emails? I don't know. <laughs> awesome. That's the show for this week. I'll say my catchphrase. Uh, Grab that jam, everyone. And now my... you, you say whatever catchphrase comes to mind. Who ate all my biscotti? Yeah! <laughs> Bye, everyone. I thought you forgot. Nah. <laughs> Never. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.